So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. Hey everybody, welcome to the Infowatches Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. I'm Devin. And as promised, we are talking about this weekend's number one movie at the box office from the looks of it. That's going um, to be. We'll get, we'll, get in, we'll get into that in a second. But we're talking about um, Captain Marvel, the latest entry into the MCU. Um, the first female-led Marvel movie. Yeah, about that's right. Two years after Wonder Woman. Is that right? Yeah, two years. How many years? Two. Two years. That was 2017. Yeah. So wow. Um, and it's about time. I agree. It, um. So right off the gate, right out the gate, I gotta address something. Um, we were supposed to record this earlier in the day. Uh, Devin was busy. Yeah, it was. And so Ryan and I and my wife decided to go see Captain Marvel. Again, <laughs> we yeah, saw the we, movie twice today. We definitely added to the uh, to to this movie's uh, uh, box office earnings this that's, weekend. That's because I'm playing uh, fantasy movie league, and I just want to make sure my yeah, numbers I don't are right. He, I don't want to hear it. You were the only one to get your movies in for this week, so regardless, you're yeah, going I didn't to win. Get mine in yet. Well, I'm not. I want to win like outside of our league. Right. Is there a bigger you, league we could join? What you want to go like solo? The main league. The main league. The, like the main. There's a couple league. like yeah. actual like main leagues you can join. But we have a league of our own, and there's no crying. A league. You have to watch uh, this oh, I see what you did there. All right. Oh, um, yeah. So we saw it today. As twice. long as I could be mm-hmm. Madonna. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw it today twice. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I saw it Friday night once. How full was your theater, Devin? completely was it yeah and it was one of those like big imax ones oh you saw it on imax i did yeah oh my god it was amazing it must have been all the imax things were like the letterboxing goes away during the epic parts and it was so cool good oh my god um that that's really cool i i kind of i almost bought tickets for imax and like hey guys we're gonna see this in imax but i wasn't spending twenty (laughs) dollars a ticket to drive right. an hour and a half to go see it at IMAX. See, that's right. Like my IMAX one is like ten minutes away from me, and I have that AMC Movie Pass, so it's the same price as my normal ticket anyway. We went to see it at AMC the second time, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, I should just buy the Movie Pass." Because after watching all of the trailers that we saw, I was like, "I should just buy the Movie Pass. Like, why not?" I'll, like, I'll be here a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. it's it's not actual Movie Pass. It's the AMC one. So I'll pay that to go see movies at the crappy theater nearby. Like that's oh, absolutely, that's it's worth it. I mean, it, it really is. Yeah, and that theater's not, okay. So the theater is not the best. It, no, that AMC theater. The only but thing, it's close. The only thing they've upgraded in <laughs> the oh god, twenty three years that I've lived in this area has been the projectors. Good. And, oh, wow. they, and maybe they changed out the popcorn at one point. I don't know. <laughs> I can't back that up. Well, they definitely didn't ha- haven't changed out the screen because you could see the stain. Yeah, the, the, Wait, the last really? time last time the uh, screen was replaced was the year Captain Marvel took place. 
1995. So, before we get into spoilers, I think it's safe to say Ryan and I really enjoyed this movie because we saw it twice today. Um, right? Is that fair to say? Oh, it was. It, 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 ter- Without getting into it too much, this movie was amazing. It, I, it, it, it totally went past what any expectations I had for it at completely. Like, yeah. just blew the roof off the building, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There, the first time we saw it, I, I walked out of the theater. I was like, I think this might be my favorite movie of Phase Three from Marvel. Oh wow! Which is saying something because there were some big ones in Phase Three. Like, yeah, that's going right. back to Civil War. Like, Oh, shit. And you think so, this one's your favorite one? It's it's definitely the best, I think. Okay. It's okay. very close with Black Panther, but they're two completely different movies. They are. Um, Devin, what did you think? So, I loved... I mean, obviously, I loved it. Um, I loved it to the point where I think all the praise it's getting is almost pissing me off and only because every like every coverage i've heard of it so far has just been people being like it's so good for a girl movie and i hate that because it in and of itself is just a great movie it is but at the same time like it's just a great movie but it's aimed towards little girls like i and i get that i get i get why they're saying that like it, Mm -hmm. it this movie was made for girls like there's sure. no doubt about it, but that doesn't mean it can't be enjoyable to everyone. Like just Agreed. because they're, they make it with them in mind, like that doesn't negate how much we can enjoy it as white males. <laughs> like, like the whole, this movie is anti males. Like, it's not, it's pro. Yeah, no, like, yeah. See, the thing is the, the fact that this argument even exists shows how fragile some people are because to be perfectly absolutely. honest, if nobody ever brought this up to begin with, about what this movie's target audience was. Like, if that never came out, it, to mm-hmm. me, watching it as a 33-year-old male, like, this this is just a good Marvel movie. And to me, right. it's my favorite one. Period. Like, yeah. this, to me, skyrockets to my favorite Marvel movie overall. Over wow. Iron Man, over the early ones. And I know that's not for everybody. But for me, like, this is perfect. I mean, I think in time, it'll... It might get there for me, but I still like hold like Guardians of the Galaxy in such high regard. So and I still think that's number one. This is definitely this definitely broke into the top five for me, though. Yeah, no, this yeah. is this to me. This is just this is number one for me. Like, um, and that's coming from somebody in Phase Two and Three that was saying that to me Marvel was getting boring because it felt like these were coming off an assembly line. Because they were coming out, you know, so frequently and it just everything felt like it was just repeated just with different characters. Like that was me in phase two and three. And now this is what, a phase four movie? This is phase three. Okay, so okay, so phase, phase four three. phase four starts in July. Okay. So okay. this is a phase, you know, three, and I'm this is my favorite one. So I mean I don't know what they did to start revamping stuff, but this feels fresh. Like this feels new. To I, me. I I think part of it is they've gotten away from doing like direct sequels and have like been doing like spinoffs. Like Black Panther, it's a spinoff from Civil War, and Spider Man's yeah. a spinoff, and this is a new character that's a prequel. And 
So it's like characters that you know, like Nick Fury's in there, Coulson yeah. shows up, other yeah. people show up that we'll get into. Um, <laughs> it's it's to the point where we're in this universe that you know well, and you yeah. have all of these things that you know that you can bring in new people, and it makes sense. Like you've seen yeah. the Cree yeah. before, so you yeah. know what they are. Yeah. Um, but you're able to introduce the scrolls, and you're able to introduce Captain Marvel, and yeah, like that whole concept of the Kree star force and like, but even so though, because there have been movies like this going through the different phases mm -hmm. where they're bringing stuff in after they've already introduced you to certain, uh, like, uh, uh, to certain characters. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. this movie feels different than the rest of them. Yeah. But it, like to me, this is kind of like the whole like Ant Man thing. Like I like Ant Man so much because it's a heist movie that just happens to be a Marvel movie. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I liked it so much. To me, this isn't following any other. Like this is just a plain superhero movie. This is just a plain general Marvel universe superhero movie. General, it's Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? Oh man, <laughs> it's a general. It's a general Marvel Universe movie. I'm not going to lie. I had a giant bag of gummy sharks earlier today, and it has not worn off yet. It hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't. Good. I've been making jokes uh, like that happy. all day. Yeah, to, he has. To annoy uh, you better keep that rolling. Uh, anyway, um, uh, but still, like, I don't know what it is about what they did with this movie, but it is mm. completely different than the rest of them. And I feel like it's the praise it's getting should is deserved. I just really wish this whole conversation about what the target audience was, wasn't around because Agreed. I feel like it just, it takes Completely away from agree. it. Just the fact that we're talking about it takes away from it. Yeah. So Devin, um, I'm yeah. not going to ask Ryan this question because I know the, his wife didn't see it yet. What did uh, your wife think of the movie? Oh, she loved it. She thought it was great. Okay. Yeah. Great. What about your wife? Um, I see her in the background. Well, yeah, she's in the background. Do you want to say something about the movie and how much you liked it or didn't like it or no okay okay i will say that i will say this um going into it like when i bought the tickets to go see it i was yeah. like hey you want to go see captain marvel like she's in with us right and she's like eh, not really but i guess like she did not yeah. want to see this movie at all um and then we walked out of the theater and she said that was her favorite marvel movie yeah i mean and it beat I, out iron man for her she, her, her and i have the same opinion Here's the thing is I totally understand where she's coming from though with it. Eh, uh, not really. Cause I was kind of that way too. Like I was excited cause more Marvel and I know I like that, but I'm going to be honest. I think the name captain Marvel's friggin' stupid. And I was not excited for it because I like Marvel comics are the thing. And then they just named her captain Marvel. I thought it was lazy writing and not great. And the movie proved me wrong in a couple of ways that we can talk about once we start getting into spoilery yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But like, I, I was expecting them to go, she's marvelous and then someone goes let's call her captain marvel and then that's how she got her name and i'm like i don't want to see that moment played out anywhere and like <laughs> yeah. that's what i thought was going to happen in this movie yeah if you don't know the backstory of captain the name captain marvel i can see where that's coming from but yeah i knew nothing okay i thought captain marvel was a guy until they were like captain marvel is going to be played played by brie larson and i'm like that sounds like a weird guy's name and like okay. that's when I discovered that it was a female and in, in anything about their backstory. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, the thing is, that's the one thing that I at least knew. I knew that Captain oh, yeah. Marvel was a female. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I'll tell you why. This has nothing to do with me reading comic books. This has nothing to do with me <laughs> watching cartoons or movies. This has to do with a meme. 
that I saw on the internet maybe <laughs> seven years ago. Yes. Ant-Man uh-huh. sitting on what looks like to be a rock says, you know something? There are times that I really feel like that I'm the most useless Avenger, but then there's other moments where I'm really happy I have my powers. And then it pulls back and Ant-Man's on the shower head watching Marvel take a shower. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's pervy and funny it yeah. is very pervy at the time that's, that's definitely the hank pym ant man <laughs> <That's Yeah. not laughs> scott lang. that is not scott lang no um so i mean i knew that she was yeah i knew we'll, that, we'll I, get, I knew we'll that, get yeah. into the history of the captain marvel character here in a bit um yeah, the reason I didn't ask Ryan that question is his wife's in New York and did not go see this. Yeah, no. Ryan no. was Ryan was our third wheel today. No. Although the way I was acting, I I pretty much got separated from the group and I was the third wheel to Ryan and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> see, I blame the gummy sharks. See, here's the reason why is because Anna and I tend to agree on a lot of stuff. Sure. When her and Alan tend to not agree on like half or like 40% where yeah. like her and I are almost agreeing on like 60, 70, like 80% on stuff. So that, Good. so it's when the, so when it's the three of us, it usually ends up with topic discussion. Anna and I agree. Alan doesn't. And then we grill him. <laughs> it happened. We'll talk. We'll, we'll get into that a bit in the spoilers. Um, <laughs> All right, so I will say this about the movie: the marketing did not do it justice. No, the marketing not at all. for this film sucked. Um, yeah, I went back before we did the episode. In between our showings of Captain Marvel today, I went back and watched <laughs> the trailers. Like I, yeah. I never saw the second trailer that came out for this, and I'm glad I didn't because it ruined some of the best parts of the movie. Like if I had seen that before going oh. into the movie, I, I would have been upset that i saw nick fury playing with the cat in the hallway like like the fact that that's in the trailer is frustrating to me and that they show um annette benning's character in the trailer i was like i don't really yeah um so i'm glad i i think from this point on i'm not watching the second trailers for anything marvel like i think it's a good call i i mean so if another trailer comes out when dumbo comes out for avengers i'm just not gonna see it because I don't need to see anything else. Like if they're yeah. just going to spoil the, what ends up being like the best parts of these movies in the second trailer, I don't need to see it. Well, yeah. At the same time though, when it comes to marketing this movie, this is one of the reasons why I like this movie so much is that there's no way that you could market this correctly. No, there, there's a way. They and just... I know that I'm going out on a limb saying this, but here's my reasoning. You've got a movie that is, and I'll get in and and in spoilers, I'll get more into it. But the way yeah. that in the era that this movie was set in, the type of feel they did for the film and just the way that the storyline was just, you know, uh, the way that the storyline was done with the amount of characters they had in it that were already established. Yeah. Like, depending on how you do the trailer, you're constantly going to get a different feel than what the movie was. I'm not even saying just the feel of it. Like the first trailer does a really good job of setting up what the movie is uh, without getting into too many spoilers. Um, yeah. But like the reason I'm saying it's not, wasn't done well is like I wasn't a big fan of the, see what makes her a hero and like hero like comes out of her. Line. Like I did not like that yeah. tagline at all. I'm fine with the faster, further, stronger. 
Like yeah, that, I like that one. Like that was good. Like that was the best marketing they had. Like some of the TV spots were great. I just did not like that tagline of her turning into a hero just because it yeah. it seemed like it was leaning too much on the look it's a girl like right that was a little too nail on the head like i did not need that um because we get it like it's 2019 but at the same time with the target audience that this movie has and the fact that it is 2019 it is but not everybody is going to be like oh captain marvel oh look they're showing that it's a female superhero because it's the first marvel film that's driven by like a female lead, I feel like they wanted to push that a little bit just to just my, just my, to grab that little bit of the potential audience that wouldn't make that connection. See, I think they pushed it too far. That's the thing. Yeah, it turned my wife off of it. That's why she oh, didn't really forward to it. Yeah, that's why she didn't want to see it. So oh, it's okay. it's just a little bit too much. Like, don't okay. We we have eyes. We can tell that that's a girl. Like, you right. don't need to like. This push doesn't it like it's twenty nineteen. This doesn't need to be a big deal. Exactly. We, yeah, that's like, my in, exact in, thought. In, in a post Wonder Woman world, you don't need that, right? And like they did a good job of like embracing that with the Ant Man and the Wasp marketing. Like they didn't lean too heavily heavily on, oh look, we have a girl superhero in this one, and she's in right. the title. <laughs> like it was just it's Ant Man and the Wasp. Like that, like you see her kicking ass and doing her thing, and right. Scott Lang's like, why, do, why can't you give me blasters? Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think that's all we can do spoiler free. Yeah. Um I definitely recommend seeing this. Oh, please do. Multiple um, times. And <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, uh there are two post credit scenes, one mid, one at the very end. So make sure you stick I all for Marvel movies, you just got to throw that out there so people know because I still don't yeah. know why people leave. Like Yeah, I don't know why. There's going to be something. Like even if they say there's nothing, there's got to be something. Yeah. So all right, so that's it for spoiler-free, and now we're going to get into spoilers. Can we start where the movie starts? Sure. With that that friggin' Marvel logo. Okay, yeah. The uh, oh, man. I knew they did something. I knew there was a Stan Lee tribute. I did not expect that. Um, I didn't either. My wife cried. I teared up. Oh, I didn't. Me too. <laughs> I, it was one of the things that legitimately, and this sounds like it was made up, but it's not. The whole theater clapped. I know that's like, oh, and then the coffee shop clap, right? But like, really, the whole theater actually clapped for mine. I I could see that, like, especially where you are, like, living yeah. in Los Angeles. Like, I was just so taken aback. Like, if somebody else had started cra- clapping, like, I would have. Yeah. But our yeah. theater, our theater this afternoon was surprisingly empty. Well, it's because oh, you, really? you got to remember where we are, yeah, and where yeah. we live, and the somewhat quote-unquote controversy around this movie, which we'll get into yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, but still. And, and like, it, was, it was also a Sunday after. For a matinee, a on a, on a, for a matinee on a weekend, it was surprisingly yeah. empty. Even even yeah. this evening was a little bit lower, but I guess because it's a school night. Yeah, it's it Sunday was a night. Bit uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so one thing that this movie does really well that we talked about a little bit was um, a lot of the things that they laid the groundwork in Guardians of the Galaxy when it comes to the cosmic side of this Marvel universe really played out in this one as well. Like the jump yes. points, like the way they do the, the hexagons and like just the different coordinates at the bottom. I really liked how that uh, carried over from the first Guardians. Like that's one when of the first familiar. things I noticed. 
Like yeah, it didn't it feel familiar. like I was learning a whole universe in like, oh my God, now I have to really, you know, remember all of these aliens now. It yeah. was, you've been here before, you get it. This and, is just a different side. And I think mm-hmm. it helped that you had those two characters from Guardians of the Galaxy carry over. Yes. Um, did you did you catch that? You're talking about the dude with the hammer. The dude with the hammer and... Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel's Darth Vader, that's what I like. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the, the one Kree Star Force, the one who wasn't blue. The one that wasn't. You mean the main, the main one? The one. With no, the not eyes? not 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 young Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> um, I don't want to. I can't say his name because I'm going to mispronounce it. But he's. Oh, you mean the one yeah. from Blood Diamond? Yes, the one from Blood Diamond. Yeah, yeah, I was trying yeah, to think what yeah. else yeah. he was in. Yeah, the dude with yeah. the swords. Yeah, he's in yeah. the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, I didn't pick yeah. that up. Um, yeah. in the first Guardians, when when he uh, comes across Star Lord, he's like, "Well, man, I'm Star Lord." Who? That's him. Okay. When the guy who says who? Okay, yeah. Like that's that right. that's that guy. Yeah. So I really like That's the, where I freaking saw him before, damn it. You, did you not know that was him? The whole time I'm like, I've seen him in something else. I know I have. Yeah. He's he's in a Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, Same character. Uh so they brought those two right. in just for continuity's sake, I guess. Um but it worked great job. But it works. Um so yeah. Um the movie opens on the planet home planet of the Kree, which we haven't seen before no um which is which is kind of cool but it was like oh hey alien planet in a marvel cinematic universe i get it right um so jude law (laughs) (laughs) jude law i don't even know where to begin with jude law in this like why I knew a little bit going into this about who he was playing. A lot of the internet thought he was playing one character. And then I saw marketing stuff. I was like, oh yeah, no, he's not. He's not that guy at all. Um, who did you think he was? Sorry. I don't know uh, any about anything about this. Okay. Yeah. Same a here. lot of people thought he was Marvel, the original captain. Oh, Marvel. no shit. Um, but he ends up being one of the main bad guys for captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce, like, remember what his name was. It's just Young sure. Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> so the way Captain Marvel worked in originally in the comics, there was a character named Marvel, who was a yeah. guy, hmm. um, who is Captain Marvel, and then he something happens to him, and his powers are transferred to um, Carol Danvers, and she becomes the next Captain Marvel. So that's very different from the movie then. It's very different. Um, but not really. Like Cat Marvel is still involved with giving her, her powers and like sure. Jude Law's character play, has a role in that in like one of the new story arcs. Uh, I'm sure. not too up on the comics. Um, I'm sure there's a Wikipedia page that will give you the whole story if you want to go check that <laughs> out. But I really liked what they did with that Marvel reveal. Uh, and it's subtle and it's but you had like the whole internet saying, Oh yeah, Jude Law's playing Marvel. Um, like this is gonna be great. Like he'll be like he'll help with the origin story, and then they never name him. They never say his name until the big reveal, like after they play the black box. They never say his character's name. Yeah, I I don't know his character's name. Like yeah, I never it's caught Egon it. Egon Rawl or something like that. Okay, uh, I have it. And he's y- just a Yon main Rog. bad guy for Yong Rog. Like that's his name. Um, okay. So I really like just knowing the little bit of the comic book history that I do know, I really liked how they played up the 
they, they didn't really play it up, but they just kind of played with the audience expectations, which they did a right. lot in this. Um, yeah, they did. Like having the audience think it's going to be one thing and then mm-hmm. no, it's something completely different. Um, like the scrolls, like the scrolls in the market yes. are the bad guys. Like the whole thing is the, the scrolls are invading earth and trying to take over everything. Yep. And then they're the good guys. Like <laughs> the fact that you I ca- love that. the fact that they cast Ben Mendelssohn as the main scroll and then made him the good guy for once was <laughs> utterly fantastic. <laughs> and probably my favorite choice they made in this movie when it came to casting. <laughs> Because I cannot think of anything that he's been the good guy in. He's the bad guy in Rogue One. He's the bad oh, guy yeah. in Ready Player One. This is the first movie that's not doesn't have one in the title that I've seen him in. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he, he's even in the Dark Knight Rises, and I'm pretty sure he played a bad guy in that. So I'm sure he did. He was a sheriff for Nottingham in that Robin Hood movie that Ryan wanted to see. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, like. I really liked his performance because he just is having fun. Oh yeah. And I think, I think it's safe to say that everyone in this movie is having a blast. And I I think the one who was having the most fun is Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, of course it was the first time he was able to actually be a character. It's the first time he had his full vision. Yes. But I mean, this is the first, like I'm, I'm willing to bet if you were to time, all of his like screen time on uh, mm-hmm. the final cut of all of the Marvel films and put him mm-hmm. up against this one. He'd have more scene time in this movie than in all the rest of the movies combined. I mean, I think the one that he's in the, he's in a good bit of winter soldier. Yeah, I know, but not that much. Is he? Yeah. I don't remember winter soldier with him in it. I, I think if we, if we actually looked it up, the, the, the films with the greatest Nick amount of Nick Fury in them would be this for number one, number two would be Winter Soldier, because he's yeah. in it a lot in the first act, and then he's dead, but then he comes back at the end, right? Um, and then the Avengers, because he's okay. in the first Avengers a lot. Yeah, that's right. Like, he is. Like I understand your decision, and it's a stupid one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he has a rocket launcher. Yeah, because right. I mean, in in this movie, he was able to actually show the arc of his character because I mean, at yeah. the beginning, he's he's an agent trying to protect the country. Pretty much mm-hmm. higher, uh, higher security clearance like the CIA would have. Yeah, and then it it's basically how he becomes Nick Fury, because I mean, at the beginning of this movie, he is not the person who can control Tony Stark. He is not oh, no. the person who could control the Avengers. Like he's not that person, and he's still not even that person at the end of this movie. It's his progression from that point is when he'd be like, you know, this is the Nick Fury that we're gonna know from here on out. I, I don't even know if that's the case. I wouldn't be surprised if we get another young Nick Fury in a movie. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I really if we think like we should. Early 2000s. I, I, I think it needs to happen. I, I mean, really I don't do. think it needs to. I think it might. I don't know who they would use. It needs to happen okay for me because I want to see that. I want to see Nick Fury's progression. And I feel like this is a great start. Yeah, I've, maybe if they do another Ant-Man movie, they'll do something with Hank Pym, like in the late 90s with shield and something with that oh that might be cool um or hang on it wasn't hawkeye and what about the black widow movie isn't that set in the early morning i don't know when that's going to be set that's a good point they might bring him into that, that i don't cool. know we're getting a lot of nick fury this year 
Like he's gonna I'm be okay with he's it. gonna be in a lot of Spider Man from the looks of it. Yeah, because he's yeah. From the, I keep forgetting he keeps showing up in the marketing for Spider Man. Yeah, we got that trailer in front of it both times, but we never we didn't get the End Game trailer. Did you get the End Game trailer nope, when you saw? I this? didn't get the End Game trailer either. I wonder if they're doing that on purpose. I they have to be, because. I mean, we're in the spoiler section. We got an Endgame trailer. Yeah, pretty much. And that, yeah. that's that got to be from the beginning of the film. Oh, and my if, God, yeah. And if you look at those Super Bowl spots, it's obvious that she was taken out of them. Like, that. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's a shot of them walking out of the hangar. And yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a spot that's just a giant gap between, like, Black Widow <laughs> and, and the Hulk. Yeah. Um. And it looks like they're looking at something coming down to Earth. So it can't be her because we see her entrance. Right. So my guess is that's when Tony comes back. Oh, that makes sense. So I don't know if you've I seen heard... that trailer or not. I haven't. Okay. It's, I it's heard somewhere that like every scene we've seen from the trailer of Endgame so far has been the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's what Kevin Feige said. So That's awesome. Um. All right, can I admit something about this movie? Go for it. Before, just to rapidly switch gears, you're all going to hate me. I missed a Kevin Smith reference. I had to Google it afterwards. Oh, you did? Okay. I missed it. Okay. How did you miss it? I was expecting either, I was expecting someone to go, clerks, or, (laughs) hey, guess what? Kevin Smith. Or like, I was expecting him in the water, or I was expecting like Samuel L. Jackson to be like, this isn't no Kevin Smith movie. Or something stupid like that, and it just—it was more subtle than I think I was waiting for, and I was so mesmerized by the person delivering the reference that I didn't see it. Um. Okay. So we need to we need to talk about this Kevin Smith thing because yes, one, go us for calling that. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. The fact that we did Clerks this week and that last week and then that happened and Kevin Smith posted that he was crying because of they them referencing him. Like, uh-huh. how did we, like, good, good for us. Like, I'm super not proud. Just, not just that. We, we picked Clerks because of Captain Marvel. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, two, we're the best podcast. Uh, when we ended the Clerks, you said you were going to go watch Tusk. Did you watch Tusk yet? I didn't watch Tusk okay, yet. Okay, no. don't. Oh, thank God. Don't, because we're going to, like, because of Captain Marvel, we have to do Marrats next. Yes, like that, that was That was Stan Lee being like, no, 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 no. Don't watch Tusk. <laughs> you're watching Mall Rats next. Like that's the next Kevin Smith m- movie you're doing, and it's what's what's great about that cameo. And I don't know if you read this online, and I no. think I told Ryan this a little bit. Um, he's reading the script for Mall Rats because mm-hmm. he's in Mall Rats. He's in Mall Rats. He's in yeah. Mall Rats. I was hiding this from oh. you guys. He has a cameo in Mall Rats. That was the beginning of the. Oh, that was shit. like one of the early Stanley cameos. He's rehearsing his lines. Oh my god! So he's so, holding the script. Uh, no, but he's talking about true believers. Oh, that's it. That's right. Um, he's holding the script to mall rats. It says mall rats by Kevin Smith. Oh um, man. Like that. It's like, that was the perfect, if that's the last cameo, which it might be like, that's, right. that's a great one to go out on. It's a good cameo. Yeah. But it also has weird implications like in the universe. So, I mean, this one means he's, playing stanley like he's yeah. not playing like 
astronaut by Thanos. Like he's literally exactly Stan Lee in in, in the credits. It has him listed as Stan Lee playing Stan Lee, like his wow. character. So I don't know if like in this universe, Stan Lee worked for DC. Like I don't know how this works, <laughs> um, but it, it, it's a little bit weird. I I did see that there's a petition going around to get Kevin Smith to start doing the cameos in the Marvel movies. Oh shit! He repl- should and replace and replace Stanley because I oh, think man. one Stanley would be okay with that. Like carry oh, on the course. torch. Um, and Kevin Smith is working with Marvel now, so it could happen. So he's working thing- with Marvel now. Oh yeah, he's yeah. doing the Howard the Duck cartoon for Hulu. Well, shit. So w- one of the things about the cameo too that. Okay. One of the things that I like about the cameo too was the mm-hmm. fact that she stopped and smiled at him. Yeah. Like yeah. they held the camera on her for about like a second and a half. And I liked that. And I wonder if they did that in editing. I after he passed is kind I of be like surprised if that was a reshoot. Like if they just, were doing reshoots know. on um if they were doing reshoots on Endgame around the time that he passed. Yeah. I, I can see them like, hey, we need you to get in the costume and stand in front of the screen screen. We're going to do something yeah. for, the, for yeah. Stan's cameo. Like, I can definitely see that happening. It, it yeah. was perfect, though. Like, that was the perfect cameo. I hope he shows up in Endgame, um, but oh I God. don't know. Well, okay, so I would be okay with this whole thing about, you know, like him playing himself and, like, the implications because he plays all these different types of people throughout, like, the entire, like, yeah. span. I would totally be okay with the fact of like, okay, so the Marvel Universe, all, all these people are in it, but it is still made up. Yeah. And yeah. the reason why he shows up as much as he does is because he's writing them out. It's kind of like watching a live comic, ha- you know, seeing a live comic happen as it's being done. I... This is kind of one of those yeah. things where it's like you've got to kind of think about what, what, what I'm trying to say. That, but yeah, okay, yeah, no, I get what you're trying to say. I get and, it, and um, it just makes Thanos' snap even darker, considering it happened. No, it really does though. That he passed away. Well, I mean, okay, so that's taking it probably a bit too literal. That I was, <laughs> well, no, but no, if you if you go if you follow that thread, then that would make sense. Yeah. Um. I'm not saying it has to, but yeah. like you can look at it that way. Like, it's just to me, it would be kind of interesting to be like the reason why he's everywhere is because it's the whole kind of, it's the whole God type thing. Like yeah. he right. created this universe. So he's in it wherever he wants to be because he's the one that's writing it out and making it happen. So at the end, having Captain Marvel being who she is, seeing him on the train and just being like, pausing for a second and smiling the way she does it's almost like she knows yeah. she yeah. knows that she he's you know just be like he's he's god to them pretty yeah. much yeah that's why i like this cameo like this is now my favorite cameo that, that he's done and it's because of the nod they did with her smiling yeah, um, it's still not my favorite, but I know you, it's not. But I'm just—you <laughs> haven't seen Spider Verse yet, so just oh, yeah, just wait until right. you see that. Ooh. It's a good one. <laughs> like I thought, I I thought that was the best you could do. Like, like yeah. it still is, but that that tribute at the beginning was just like a lot. It was I, so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And that's the thing is, I'm really sad you guys had such like small crowds because my crowd was 
super fucking into it. Like the second Fury came on screen, there were claps. The second, um, what's Coleman Colson? Colson. I forget how you Colson. Colson. Second, he came on screen, more claps. Like yeah. it was like the, it was. I, crazy. I don't know. That would have annoyed the crap out of me. I've been. Oh, in crowds, I loved it. I've been in crowds like that, and I like it for like the first thing. But I think I had a crowd mm-hmm. like that for Avengers. Um, but I, it, 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 it gets old fast. Uh, like, especially oh, no, in Avengers like, when it's uh, like, yeah. Oh, Hey, it's Iron Man. Oh, Hey, it's Captain America. Oh, Hey, it's Thor. Like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> we get it. We get it. You can stop. They're supposed to be here. Like, yeah. if, I hope I don't have a crowd like that for Endgame because it's just going to be nonstop applause. I want to be able to hear the dialogue. <laughs> That's true though. No, wait, did you guys know Coulson was going to be in this movie? Yes, I yeah. did. I did. I didn't. Good. How, like, was that your? Did you enjoy his cameos? Yeah, I thought he was fine. R- oddly enough, Romana didn't. Uh, oh, really? Not because she doesn't like the character, but she said, and and this is something I'm bad at picking up on that you guys might know more than me. But she said that the CGI on his face made him look like a statue, and like it it was a little bit off because they definitely aged him down, and I can agree with that. But in my mind, I always just blame the magic of movies and that it's all done with makeup and in that kind of stuff and that it's not the CG, but she's probably right. I mean, he does look a little bit weird. I think it's mostly the hair. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what, that's what bugged me the most with him. Cause I I've been watching agents of shield. Yeah. Cause it, it it's still on, it's on hiatus right now. Cause it, uh-huh. they did a weird thing where it lined up with, avengers infinity war and then they're like oh yeah we're renewing this but you can't come out with your next season until after endgame oh that's annoying so they're like oh yeah next summer it'll come out and then they're like oh you know what we can actually put it out in may because avengers comes out in april and then everything's good because the snaps fixed um but yeah i think it was mostly his hair um, okay. See, to me, I didn't pick up on any of this, and it's because it's been so long since I've seen him yeah. in one of these movies that, to me, I didn't yep. pick up on any type of the age. I was like, "Oh, look, it's him," but in the mid '90s, '94, like exactly. But, his I, name is me. but I can also see how she would find that distracting. Like, if right, did she? How did she feel about the Nick Fury de aging? She thought that they did him better because they had he had more screen time. I didn't know that they de-aged him and thought, wow, they just cleaned him up really well. I (laughs) I don't know how much of that was makeup and how much of that was de-aging because yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's gotta be a good mix of both. Like I think they did a lot. I think the hair piece on Nick Fury does a lot. Yeah. Um, Because he's always bald. (laughs) Um, Right. And then you give him hair and he looks like um, Jurassic Park, Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) <laughs> so which is honestly the right age they're going for right yeah it because is that was what like Absolutely. 95 96 yeah and i was just doing the math they were 94 and he so... honestly he did a great job there were only a few times where you could tell he was like a little too old for this shit yes okay good mm-hmm. i'm glad you picked up on that too because i was gonna say something and felt really rude uh no because there's a few times where he's just walking a little bit slower than he should be yep uh, like when he like at one point he's knocked on the ground and then he gets up and he's like kind of like old man grabbing his knees to get up. You know, like, okay, yeah, I, I I can see it there. Like, uh-huh. but I think even in the trailer they say something about I was about ready to hang it up, and then you came yeah. along. And I don't think that's in the movie at it's all. It's not. No, I don't think it was. Um, huh. that, that that that's that's the kind of marketing de- deception I expect from a movie. Like, oh yeah, add a line of 
voiceover to the trailer that's not going to be in it. Not a whole shot of the Avengers with the Hulk running in Wakanda. Like, I don't expect that to not be in the movie. Right. So I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. That's why I don't that's trust. Shit. I don't trust any of the marketing for Endgame. Like, as far as I know, that whole Super Bowl spot was isn't even real. Like, I don't trust really? anything I've seen. I would I would not be surprised if they fake stuff. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Well, I'm excited for this movie. So when does this yeah. movie come out? Uh, not Endgame? to. Endgame? Yeah. Uh, April 23rd. So a little over a month. A little over a month. It's okay. So spoilers for Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> so the, the final season comes out in April. Um, yeah. There is also. So the weekend that Endgame comes out is the third episode of Game of Thrones. And they released the title names for the episodes. Uh-huh. And the title for that week's episode is The Battle of Winterfell. Oh, no shit. So I'm taking off work that whole weekend, having a personal <laughs> day on Monday. Shit's going to go down, and I'm not going to be okay. <laughs> Starks are going to die and or come back to life, and I I don't know how I feel about it. But Oh, that's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's weird that this movie comes out a month and a half before Endgame. See, okay. And I I thought that there was a very specific reason for it. I thought there was going to be something in this movie that was going to make me go, oh, now I understand how Endgame's going to go. But I don't think they did that. Did they? They didn't. I think they did. What do you think? The mid-credits scene. I'm sorry, but if this movie came out any earlier with that mid- Uh end credit scene it, yeah. it, it would have drove me effing nuts i mean i would have hated it be like you're gonna give me this this far away from this movie being released no no no. i'm i'm fine with that mid credit scene doesn't give away much no it doesn't but still i have a few i, I have a few questions about that mid credit scene which have nothing to do with end game itself and the like the actual end game like mm-hmm. my, my my main questions from that scene are how did they know where Fury was? How did they get that so fast? Because it seems right. like the snap just happened. So how long? Like, well, my, I mean, my question is, how long post snap is that? Okay, so it's got to be right. less than a week. Okay, so this is one of those cases of uh, three people seeing the same thing and coming with different, uh, uh, seeing the same physical, th- seeing the same physical thing, and then uh-huh. coming away with th- two or three different, completely different sure. things mm-hmm. that they saw. They're looking at numbers being counted yeah. of people dead yeah. and missing from Norway, Russia, China, yeah, right. Japan. They're getting these numbers. There is no way the snap had just happened in my mind. Like it's like yeah, it's gotta be reporting. it's it's gotta be weeks, it's gotta be at least two months from that point. And to get, you know, where Fury was, I mean, their cars didn't disappear. And I'm going to I'm going to assume it to, a, to, to, to the point of almost believing that it's fact that any shield vehicle has a tracker on it. And I'm going to assume that anything that Nick Fury drives is going to be personal to him. So finding that thing to me wouldn't be an issue. Like to me, that's not even like an afterthought is them trying to find it. I, I don't think it's going to be more than two weeks after the snap. I think Didn't they say it? 
did they i thought like they said something oh no they said about dreams and nightmares yeah i thought they said something like oh well this was the longest week of my life or something stupid i mean i know there's gonna there's gonna be time jumps i don't think it's gonna be that big of a one right out the gate i mean yeah to, to me though with everything that's going on with how far in between these movies are and like this happening and that happening it, it, it's a month month and a half to me doesn't seem that far of a jump for this it really doesn't especially I, I, with I, them talking about like having like the battery power on this thing i'm gonna say else. i'm gonna say something that i don't want to say so we need to get off this topic i don't want to spoil what i know about endgame for people and oh then please that. don't yeah i don't want to because uh, I'm doing we, a good job of staying we, away from the marketing. I want to go in this fresh. Yeah. Um, so if you see that scene, like all that scene really does is say, oh, yeah, Captain Marvel is going to be in this movie. Like, so that's yeah, all I you mean, really need. Like, like I, I think it's weird that this movie came out a month and a half before Avengers when it could have come out a little bit earlier. Like, there's no reason this couldn't have come out in February. I think the main reason it came out when it did is so they could hit the International Women's Day, which is fine. Oh, I, yeah. I get that. But the spacing is just awful. Yeah. Like, I really wish there was more time. I really think that there should be a, a, a set rule of in between movies, have enough time for at least the, the, the previous movie to at least come out on digital so people can rent it. <laughs> Because right. I had I had to go back to the theaters to watch Black Panther last year for for <laughs> Infinity War for my rewatch. Um, and I but that's the no big point of their the spacing. But so I, I mean, that's one thing that's <laughs> contrasted here. I don't I don't yeah. think like I don't there was nothing in this movie that it couldn't have come out like earlier right. in the phase three. Like there was really like you could take out that post credit scene. And it'd be fine, like. Maybe just so then not have that pro credit scene at all in any of the films. I mean, after Infinity War, you could you could show like maybe put that at the end of Ant Man, like in the Wasp, like instead of the ant playing the drums, put that there, like yeah, just put that at the end of that, so you know. Even though that doesn't tie into Ant Man at all, like I don't think you need that post credit scene, like that that could be the trailer, like that could that could be the stinger of the trailer instead of Scott Lang showing up at the gate. Okay. So then yeah. to me, mm-hmm. as somebody, like you said before, you, you don't know why you don't understand why people like get up and leave mm-hmm. when the credits are going on. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Like mm-hmm. I only stop, like I only stay when I'm with other people that do other than that, really? I'm up and out unless somebody tells me, Hey, there is an end credit scene here. That's actually really important. Because to me, either have it right after the movie's over, like kind of what they did in this one with the mid credit scene, I'm fine with. Which is what they've been doing, pretty much. Yeah. It's because they learned that people don't want to stay all the way to the end of the credits. And I understand that some people like to do that because they like to see people's names on the thing. Yeah. But your majority average moviegoer doesn't want to sit another 20, 15 minutes to the end of the credits after having been sitting for almost two hours. And to be honest, I can wait and get the DVD and fast forward through the credits and watch the end scene then. Yeah. That's why a lot of people get up and leave. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I'm just saying. So then in that case, if if it didn't need to be in there, then they could have just made that a a commercial. Like, like, instead of doing the normal trailers of like scene, 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 music, explosion, scene, 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 just have that be your previews. 
that that could have totally been just be, like them all standing at the pager could have been like the clip that they use on Kimmel. Like that could have been yeah, just right. like a, a clip that they used yeah. to promote the movie. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah, there there's nothing in this movie that's like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a big like this is how they're gonna defeat Thanos, except for the fact that it's Captain Marvel. Like just right. her is like her being her is what probably going to be key it's the flarkin the flarkin's going to eat thanos (laughs) that's my prediction right now the flarkin is going to eat Thanos. not going to be in it because there's no there's no uh samuel jackson there to drop in a subtle motherfucker (laughs) good hold on a second you okay oh shit bad okay now we're good Okay, we're better. Uh, now. How long was that going on? I just it may be three seconds before okay. I said something. Okay, right, it's because I touched my mic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, I ended up calling the the end end post credit scene because we were sitting there in the theater and Romano goes, "What do you think the next one's gonna be?" And I go, "It's gonna be the cat pooping out the tesseract." <laughs> and she doesn't like. She doesn't believe that I didn't know what it was beforehand and will not like she thinks I looked it up and just want to seem cool. Oh, I knew that I knew that's what it was going to be, too. And I didn't know what it I didn't read anything. Yeah. So I've got your back on that. Like, oh, great. OK, uh, I'll support you. Um, Good. I could Good. just tell what it was as soon as the cat started to act like it was going to uh, started to appear. Like as soon as it licked its nose and nothing else was going yeah. on. Hairball. Yeah, with that yep. and with hairball. that, hairball equals tesseract. Okay, so yep. we so we're at a good point where we I can segue into two different things here. So we need to All choose right. the cat or the tesseract. Which way do we want to go first? Cat. Let's go. With, okay, cat first. Okay. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the cat? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. And being a cat person, like I loved, like. The fact that Nick Fury is a cat person makes me love him as a character even more. Like just everything oh, yeah. about him and the cat and everything was just great. Nick Fury, more like Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, I didn't realize how much of the marketing the cat was on until after the movie. Because like I hung out in the movie theater lobby, ne- literally next to two gigantic posters of this freaking cat. Didn't realize they had anything to do with this movie. Walked out and went, oh, hey, there's the cat. Yeah, she's in the first poster that they released. Like, yeah. the, the poster of Captain Marvel just standing in the hangar. If you look yeah. in the bottom corner, you can just see the cat's tail. <laughs> yeah, the cat's there. Because after the movie, uh, we had to use the bathroom. And so we were waiting for Ryan to come out. And we were standing by the Captain Marvel po- poster. No, it was, uh-huh. a, it was a cutout. Yeah. Yeah, there was a giant standee. And we got our picture taken with it. And I was like, hey, look, it's, oh. it's Goose. And uh-huh. Ryan and my wife were like, oh, my God, that's how'd you know that was there? I was like, because people adjust posters on the Internet to find stuff. Funny story <laughs> about leaving the theater and going to the restroom after the, oh, our no. first showing. Oh, um, no. The theater that we were at is kind of a maze, so it's kind of weird to get to the bathrooms and stuff. So I almost yeah. walked into a theater. <laughs> Ryan almost walked into like a showing a green book and to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Like, like, I, I get, like, I don't know what would have happened if I, I should have just let him walk in to the darkness to see what happened. <laughs> but it was just like, going. I don't know where you're going, but this is weird. This is gonna end <laughs> badly for all of us. Um, oh, I love that. So, the cat. What I love the name Goose. Great Top Gun. Oh yeah. Or, 
yeah, Top Gun. I, you I, honestly, you couldn't have done this movie without one. I yeah. think that it just lends itself yeah. so nicely to one, especially because they're they're pilots in the eighties. So there right. you go. Um, the cat species. What, what do we settle on? Florkin. Yeah, Florkin. 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 Yeah. Like and Um <laughs> I didn't realize until the second viewing, and I'm glad we saw huh? it twice because when the cat scratches his eye. The the whole reason the cat species is what it is is just so you can s- s- sneak in a subtle motherfucker joke with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, yeah, which I lost. I lost the first time because everyone in the theater laughed, including myself. Like ah, like yeah. he got scratched. Ha ha ha. I did not hear him at all. There were a few instances of me missing jokes because of people laughing. That was one Good. of them. The other one was, I will shove your my boot up your whatever and then he's like up where and they're like your ass like i didn't hear your ass the first time i was like <laughs> i think they said that but i don't know so the second time i i definitely heard it um yeah i i i like the i don't know what i was gonna say the cat yeah um yeah. i like the cat it, it was fun um evidently yeah, I, mean, I think it was used well evidently i read in trivia uh getting ready for this that um brie larson is allergic to cats and every, every time she had to like hold it and stuff it was either a puppet or cgi yeah oh no shit so that that's fun like um i mean and to, to be honest i it i'm not surprised too because i feel like they would have wanted the cat to be around her more because if you watch she uh, the only time she physically interacts with the cat is one when she flies out of the hangar and she takes the cap cat off of her lap and hands it to fury and yeah. the other time is when she's talking to her friend at her friend's house and the cat's laying next to her and she's petting it. And yeah. those are the only two times that she actually has interaction with it. Um, it's more fury than anything else. Like, yeah. being like, oh, who's, who's a handsome boy? <laughs> I wonder if the script had that switched. And then, yeah. like... Oh. I don't know, because it must make sense this way. Hmm? You, you broke it up almost there. makes sense this, oh sorry i said it almost makes sense this way though with fury having the cat because of what they ended up doing with the cat and because it was how he lost his eye yeah which is how did we feel about that in the mcu which has been very joke heavy the fact that nick fury loses his eye to a cat yeah. alien hybrid is the perfect way for nick fury to lose his eye same but I, I feel like, I feel like everyone thinks that it's the reason Coulson said at the end, like the Kree burned yeah. your eye because you refused to give them the t- the tesseract. Like I feel like right. that's just the story he went with. Um, and I need to look. And that's gonna up. be like a fun in joke from now on. Yeah, um, I need to look something up because he talked about losing his eye in Winter Soldier. Oh, did he? Yeah, I'm trying to find the quote. Um, Okay. So, yeah. So, if you don't mind me talking quick, I was worried about um, about this part of the movie, specifically watching Samuel L. Jackson lose his eye, because I was worried that it was going to do the same thing that Solo did, where Solo was like, "Okay, here are all of the quirks of the single of you know of Han Solo and all of the like nuances and all of the iconic things about him." And he's all going to get that in a one-month span here. And I was worried that I'm like, okay, if we see young Nick Fury, 
we see him start the Avengers, and we also see him lose his eye in like the same week period. I think it's going to seem a little ham-fisted, but it didn't really. It didn't. And there's a subtle joke that um, Carol has when Nick Fury comes back to her at the bar. She's like, have a big day there, Agent Fury. Um, Yeah. One of the things in the the first phase of the MCU was Fury's Big Week. Like the prequel comic to the Avengers is called Fury's Big Week because that's the week where Iron Man 2 happens, Thor shows up in the desert, and Incredible Hulk takes place. Oh wow! So that's like a that was like a subtle comic book MCU tie-in re- reference, which I got. That's cool. Which I'm yeah. I might be reading a little bit too too much into, but like I'm happy fact, you got it though. The fact that everything happened in one day to like get him to where he was at the end yeah. of this movie makes sense when all that other shit happened in one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, good point. Uh, and one thing too, the fact that he brings up an alien autopsy or however you pronounce it um, was yeah. great. The way that he said it was because th- th- there were so many callbacks to the nineties in this. And one of the best things I loved about the callbacks to the nineties was that they only happened when they needed to happen. It wasn't forced right. down your throat. Like it, she landed in a blockbuster that, you know, she blockbusters were all over the place. She landed in a blockbuster uh, you know, it's like ID communication equipment. He points to a Radio Shack. They were all over the place. That to me, that was funnier than the blockbuster. Yeah. That oh was, yeah. Yeah. It, they served the plot. Like the, yeah. the blockbuster things. Like okay, yeah. yeah, we're in the '90s. Just in case you didn't yeah. know. Yeah. This is the '90s, and here's a cutout of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the best ones. <laughs> oh, okay, so really okay, okay, so. Okay, so to, to to get back to my point though about Nick Fury and like his day, he brings up, yeah. oh, I had an alien autopsy as part of like his thing. In the nineties, yeah. there was that joke video that like Fox played. I think it was like ninety yep. I was in fifth grade. So it had to have been yeah. ninety-four. Yeah, the same year that this happened. So um yeah, so like to me, t- I made that connection. I don't know if they meant to have that connection, but it it works for me because I was nine years old when that alien, yeah. that fake alien I mean, like, uh, thing happened. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the references to the nineties were perfect because they only needed to bring them up when they needed to happen. Like yeah. it wasn't well, right. Okay. So sorry. They served the plot. They, yeah. They, they weren't there right. just to be there. Yeah. Um, everything that happens in this movie that ties into the ninety, like just the time in place is because, it serves the plot, like her not being able to, f- like Google the directions to this bar in the middle of the de- desert is right. serves the plot. It's a, and it, it and it's comedic because it's a fish out of water to begin with, but then you yep. you add the fact that oh yeah well like today we can just look it up on our phones and blah 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 blah, um, but it we talked before about how this movie fits into the universe as a whole and. Like this feels yeah. like the MCU, un- like that whole universe, like twenty years ago. Like it makes sense. I think mm-hmm. if you would have thrown in a Stark Industries reference, or like, it might have like thrown it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was just okay. Here's Shield. Shield's a thing. Um, yeah, but that's about it. Like that. So, yeah. which I think shows to how much Stark Industry really had to impact a day-to-day life to people because if you really think about it stark industry was more high industrial and military mm-hmm. somebody yeah. who worked at a internet 
you know, the people working at that internet cafe shop that she went to to try to find the, you know, where this bar was. Like, yeah. Stark industry meant nothing to those people besides, you know, oh, this is some rich guy kid yeah. that runs a giant company that are uh, that you know that... i don't even think tony stark would be in charge of stark at this point no 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 he he's wouldn't. still he's still in college because he's yeah he's still in college in 91 so yeah so like, he, I mean, he probably just graduated he's about to take over yeah so i mean uh so there's that but also not just the referencing and we talked about this in the car we did i feel like the way that the movie was filmed and the feel of the movie is very 90s, to me anyway. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Devin, and, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. No, it absolutely is. Like, when you when you talk about the MCU movies, a lot of them can fit a genre. Like, you said it before about Ant-Man being a heist movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely just a 90s movie. Oh, it really is, though. Um, and at times, I will argue that it's shot for shot a 90s movie. Um, at the end, when they're doing the chase scene through the canyon... I swear oh, to yeah. God, that shot for shot Independence Day, like yeah, I, and I loved it. I the second time we watched it, I was even listening to the music just to see if it like if the cues were similar, and they kind of were in spots, but not enough really? for me to, eh, not enough for me to actually be able to be like, oh yeah, this is a thing, but enough for me to be like, hey, when this comes out on digital, I'm going to take that and add the Independence Day music just for myself. And oh see my God, you should though. Um, yeah, so there's definitely Independence Day yeah. in there. Well, um, um, not to reference a movie, but to just like a style in one yeah. scene that to me is like the epitome of it. When she walks out of the subway, she walks up out of the subway, the camera's mm-hmm. down and low and up. So it's not yeah. at like, it's not following behind her. It's not some point of view from some person walking in. It's not a stylized camera shot. It's a low yeah. point up. And it's showing her walk out. It's showing people reactions to her. And then the camera goes away like you were somebody across the street. And the camera's on her. It pulls back. And then it goes to Nick Fury getting out of the car after he comes to from getting hit by the bus. And to me, that camera shot is in um is in virtuosity it's in volcano it's in almost every action 90s film you can think of it's even in speed for crying out loud so i mean like that style it's there like i also think you have to acknowledge the fact that this movie's biggest 90s reference is samuel l jackson himself oh yeah there's so many scenes of him that just the him and somebody else in the car and all i could think of was pulp fiction yeah, like Pulp Fiction and uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like that's all I could think of in those scenes. Um, uh-huh. Why are you calling po- me Hey Zeus? My name's the- not Hey Zeus. It's Zeus. <laughs> uh, I. It was almost to the point where I wanted to get a quarter pounder with cheese to eat while we were watching it. Um, and I even think like the uh, first scene with her on the on the scroll spaceship when they're like doing the thing to her memory. Like she's barefoot in that, and I think that's a subtle. Like I picked up on that as a subtle Tarantino yeah. reference because mm-hmm. of the whole his whole feet fetish thing. Yeah, which was which which is kind of weird if they're not going for that reference. But if they're going for that reference, I'm okay with it. Like, is I don't know why else you would have her be barefoot for I that whole thing. Didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well, she goes back for the boots. So. So okay. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for her crashing into Blockbuster, um, 
I made it a point the second time to try to look at the uh, the movies on the racks. Me too. Okay, so here's what I saw. I saw Lax. Uh, I saw um, Junior. I saw Junior. I and saw I- La- Last Action oh, Hero. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Hook. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure if you're okay. So I saw Hook. Oh. There was a poster from the movie Babe hanging on the wall when she was leaving. And the movie she picks up, which is the perfect, is with the cat named Goose for Top Gun. Yeah. The movie she picks up is the right stuff. Yeah. Yep. And it's that. And That's the only one I caught. And it's that double VHS, like, case because the movie was so long to me in 1994 that movie for the type of movie that they're filming for this that movie for her to pick up was perfect because it was about the guys that broke the sound barrier for flight plus were the astronauts for the mercury missions so to have them Mm -hmm. like to to have her pull hold their movie to me was just phenomenal. Like yeah. that was a good pick. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I picked up on the same ones you did. I, yeah. I, I had to look it up at like, first thing I did when the movie ended was look up what year junior came out. Yeah. Because I was like, that did not come out in 94 <laughs> and God damn it. It came out in 94. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm not, good lo- job. I'm, not lo- I'm not looking at dates, but they, they did. They, they were committed to continuity there. So even I'll if they, that. Even if they did mess up a little bit, the calendar mm-hmm. that Nick Fury was standing next to when they were listening to the audio from mm-hmm. the black box, it was June. Yeah. It was oh, June oh, 1994. So I think I it was mean, 95. 95. Well, I was yeah. I was thinking about it because they said six years ago and it was 89. Yeah. So six years, 89 would be 94. Okay. Maybe Not it was like, sense. I think it was like one of those double calendars maybe that it, it I was, don't know. It, yeah, who knows? it was a double I, month calendar, I think. Yeah, um, you guys had the luxury of picking up on way more details than I did. That's why we went twice. <laughs> Dude, I'm so I'm telling you right now, th- this is something that I never thought would be on my bucket list, and I yeah. created it and marked it off on the same day. This is this is the first <laughs> time I've seen the same movie twice in a day. I've gone to two movies twice in a row. Yeah, kinda. And I'm not counting the drive-in because that does not count. Oh yeah, yeah, that doesn't count. Um, but I I've gone to the movies back to back but never for the same movie yeah no <laughs> um probably won't do it again and i'm trying no. to... i i can't think of another movie that i could do this with even i mean because i mean like i could watch probably starship troopers i could watch back to back but if i were to have gone to see starship troopers at my age now and in the theater when it came out i would have not seen that same day it's em- like today it's embarrassing to say this but the last movie i saw twice in theaters was Actually, no, that, that's all. I was going to say Justice League, but no, the last movie I saw twice was Black Panther. See, mine oh, was nice. Rogue One. But I, okay. but again, uh, I didn't see it same day. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely Black Panther. I do it more often than I, than I think I do, because I definitely saw Last Jedi, and I definitely saw Justice League twice. Um, I've seen a lot of the MC, MCU movies twice, but I think between... I think there was a huge gap between Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that was the first one that yeah. I saw twice. And I remember going to see that with you, Devin. Yeah. <laughs> like that that's was the right. second time I saw it. So um Yeah. So the so this whole thing started with the cat. <laughs> yeah. The one oh, thing yeah, that I wanted to cat. bring up was that the it's okay. The cat is in it a lot yeah. more 
that I think people realize at the moment. Because in almost every scene at the base, after they meet the cat, the cat's yeah. in like 80% of the scenes in the background, either like going down a hallway or following behind them. Um, and then, and even after that, like the cat is in almost like 70% of the rest of the movie after they first introduce it. Like the cat's freaking everywhere. Yeah. And it, it's like, it's on a table, it's on the floor. It's, it, it's always around. And Devin, I'm, uh, I want to know what your take on this huh? is when yeah. the, uh, when the it was shrill what, what scroll. It? scroll scroll when, yeah. when, 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 when the scroll freaked out at the cat, did you take it as in like, he was right that the cat wasn't a cat or did you believe him and were like, you know, this cat's going to do something funny because as I soon as he flipped the cat out, was going to do something funny because it's, it really rang of guardians of the galaxy for some reason, like that specific interaction reminded me of something that would have happened in guardians or around guardians. And I went, yeah, that cat's going to turn into a thing. Like, yeah. I, like that's what I thought. What about you? I, uh, uh, definitely the same thing i just i was expecting something different than the <laughs> tentacles that slammed will smith on the roof of a car and men in black showing up out of his mouth <laughs> anything about that seem weird to you <laughs> <laughs> um okay moving on from the cat um there, yeah. there's a few things we need to, we need to t- touch on okay. um but before um, we haven't talked much about Carol Danvers, and we need to because no, it's it's her yeah. movie. Um, Brie Larson does a fantastic job as Captain Marvel. Yes, um, I love that this was an origin story, but not like the straightforward or- origin story. Yeah. I like that everything her story was a mystery, not only to her but to us. Like yeah. they they tweaked her origin enough that you didn't know where it was going. Like even if you know the comic books, they tweaked it so that um. Marvel is now played by Annette Bedding, uh, who mm-hmm. also did a great job. But they they kept that mystery. So even like the diehard comic book fans, and I'm a friend. I'm friends with a few of them on Facebook. Like I have this one friend who I told Ryan about, who does not, from what I could been able to tell from the last few months, does not like Captain Marvel at all. Like reads Why? comics. Does not, I I don't know. I'll have to message him and get into it with him because yeah. I'm curious. Um does not like Captain Marvel at all, was not looking forward to this movie. And then he saw it and was just praising it and has been since. So like, it's a complete, like completely off of what the comics are. Like it's completely like, from what I can tell, it's different from anything that they've done before story wise. Um, and they deliver like, yeah, they did. This is probably my favorite origin story. Um, just the way it was told. Yeah. Like, I just love it so much. Um, mm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the direction on this. Cause the, the story, like the, what, what's your guys' favorite moment of the movie? Honestly, I, I, I was one of those idiots that didn't see the <laughs> twist coming where the, um, the scroll that like shot Marvell wasn't the scroll or wasn't a scroll. I didn't see it coming. I thought that was awesome when they showed who it really was and that it was young Dumbledore. I thought that was amazing. Okay. That's one of the things that we were arguing about in the theater. Really? Yes. Because I am of the stance that 
that her dream was them was manipulated by the Kree. So that's yeah, I mean, what they she talk thought. about it. Absolutely. Like it's yeah. in universe that they can do that. Yeah. So Ryan and my wife disagreed with that to a point. What do you guys think? Yes. Okay. So here's my thing. And okay. I got this the second time I watched it. Now, yes, sure. they can mess with memories and the dreams and everything, but at the same time, they're also so they're also so concerned about her dream. Like, oh, what was it? Has it changed? What exactly did you see? Like, they're questioning her on it, so they're paranoid for one. Um, yeah. And two, my thought process, how it went, was, you know, she's human. She's supposed to have red blood. But she has blue blood. They explain that. Her first memory of waking up on, was it uh, Hala? Yeah. Uh, on Hala was getting a blood transfusion. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when she's in the accident in the jet to get to Marvell's like lab, lair, lab, floating spaceship thing, um, when she crashes, and uh, you know, originally she has red blood coming out of her nose, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's Marvell that has the blue blood, and it shocks her because she says, "You know, if you know, if we just hadn't gotten shot down by a UFO and you weren't bleeding blue blood, I w- I wouldn't believe you right now." Um, yeah. But in the dream sequence, she's bleeding blue which she would do at that point normally anyway because of the blood transfusion. Right. But at that point, she would have been bleeding red. And in that dream, Marvell isn't bleeding at all. So yeah. what I think it is, is I think it's granted, they did mess with her memory because it is one of the scrolls trying to shoot her yeah. because, because it's one of her guns. I believe yeah. that her brain is trying to push her mem- is trying to push her memories through and their thing that they did to her head is starting to wear off because it's been six years. But her brain is trying to piece all the information that's coming at her. She remembers blue blood at the accident, but she can't remember where it comes from. But she also knows that she was injured. Yeah. So she sees the blue blood on her and not on Marvell. Yeah. See, that's where my... I'm that's where I got this. I think my counterpoint and the only counterpoint I could have, because I'm all aboard the this is just a conspiracy and not her memories train, is that when she first into the computer, high intelligence, whatever, um, and she goes, I don't recognize who you are. You're supposed to be the biggest impact on my life. The computer's response is consider it a uh, like a consider it something nice or consider it a good thing that you don't remember who I am. Yeah, I think that that's because the computer, that high intelligence knows that they're all covering it up and if she figures it out it's going to mean bad things for her and them yeah and that it's just it's kind of top from the top down let's hide her well true but at the same time to me though with her Mm -hmm. like bleeding like having the blue blood and everything yeah she doesn't necessarily need to be bleeding at the same time in whatever thing they make up in her head See, to me, it's the reason why she's having these dreams and the reason why they keep on waking her up and and the fact that she doesn't like to talk about them and the fact that everybody's trying to pull what her dreams are out of her Yeah, is that they're starting to crack because it's been six years. And yeah. he even says himself that she's extremely powerful. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, to me, it's just, I still, I still think the fact that the, the blue blood to me 
is showing that her brain is trying to put two and two together, even though there's implanted memories in her head. I'm not saying. I mean, you know what? I don't know. Yeah, and, and I don't know if this is something that, that has an answer. Like, I don't think either one of us is right, and I don't think either yeah. one of us is yeah, wrong. And yeah, and it's all I fan theory. It's a mix of both. It's so, all fan theory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, getting away from fan theory, Ryan, what is your favorite mo- moment of the film? Oh my God, there's so many. Okay, pick, That's... pick one or two. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, okay. Uh, I I hate to go with the action sequence, but I'm going to. Okay. It's when uh no uh it's when no doubts I'm just a girl starts playing, okay. and she starts to discover her powers, and she just like completely that, destroys that all. scene is so much fun because not only do you have a great soundtrack and she's just kicking ass but she's also like messing up as she's kicking ass yeah she's learning yeah. because she's like but she looks like she's having fun doing it too yeah and she's having fun every time she fights like the first scene when she's breaking out and has the things on her hands and the the scroll comes up to her and, goes, and she's like like it's just so much fun like she just is not intimidated by anyone in this whole thing, and it's fantastic that she's just so strong. Okay, I, I got it. Okay, and it's and it's completely nineties. Okay, my favorite yeah. scene yeah. is when they get into the. I'm gonna call it a jump jet because to me that's the name that fits. Yeah. It's that thing they fly out of the hangar when they get into the that, and it's them flying out, them talking to each other, and then it ends with yeah. them laughing. Uh, it ends with them laughing and saying, "Well, I won't tell. Uh, I won't tell your boss if you don't tell mine." Yeah. It's that back and forth between her and Fury, like them starting yeah. to kind of like gel a little bit. To me, that is my favorite scene of the whole movie. Okay, just the back and forth and the joke of the cat of it being up against the boxes, like meow. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That that one's fun. I have I have two scenes that I want to talk about and. They're two different scenes, but they're very okay. similar in tone. So my favorite my favorite scene in the whole thing, visually, is uh-huh. after they play the black box recording. So right after your scene. Right. Yeah, Devin, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're, they, they come out of the shed, and she like has this moment with this, where the scroll's pleading his case, and she's just like, I don't know who I am. And her, and her friend steps up, you're Carol Danvers. Like and yeah. just like that whole scene, and just the yeah. the dialogue there is so to the point and powerful, but the visuals like usually when you have an outdoor scene in these Marvel movies they look fake like there's green screen all over the place like you look yeah. at like the just for example the airport scene in Civil War like there's just something yeah. off about it where it doesn't seem real, yep. but that, I that like I. I don't know if it was green screen or what, but it just, it felt like it was real. Like they, I know they shot it in Louisiana because the credits told me they did. So <laughs> I, I have a feeling they, they went to a field in Louisiana and shot that while the sun was where it was. And that's such a tricky thing to do. And it's totally the nineties thing to do. Like that's the scene that reminded me the most of the nineties. Yeah. Like just the way it was shot and the cinematography there and the, the way the lighting looked natural and it was like golden well, hour, sky blue pink. Like, yeah, because yeah. I mean, to me that scene reminded me of the opening scene of Twister. Mm-hmm. Well, not the opening scene of Twister, yeah. but after her you know, father it, gets sucked out of the storm shelter. But anyway, it was, yeah. 
it was like a 90s indie film. Yeah. Like the handheld camera movements, like that's, I think that's about the only time outside of a fight scene where the camera's handheld. And it doesn't need to be because it's just dialogue. You can throw it on sticks and shoot it, but it's, it's handheld. Like you go from this big action scene and reveal with young Dumbledore to this handheld scene. That's very personal and intimate between these three characters. One who you thought was the enemy five seconds ago. And you're finding out, no, I'm a refugee. Like, yeah, like it's it's just so powerful, and I think the way they shot it just made it so much better for me. And even on the second time, I was just like, "This is fantastic." Yeah. Um, so as a filmmaker, that's the scene that got me the like almost the most. My second scene <laughs> is when she unlocks all of her powers, and she's back in the Supreme Intelligence, and then yeah. Um, she does they do the flashbacks of her getting knocked down and then she just stands back up and stands back up and stands back up like they show that so much throughout the film you just see her fall and fall and fall but you never see her get back up until that point and i was like god damn if i was a little girl like oh yeah it still made me cry but damn that was so good like that Mm -hmm. was no man's land wonder woman scene good like that's powerful <laughs> shit right there. Um yeah. My favorite part of that was the fact that it wasn't shown to her because they show her on that like liquid screen mm-hmm. like her falling yeah. down all those times and then it wasn't until she remembered her standing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So the machine had no idea that you know supreme intelligence didn't know what was going through her head at that point or at right. least that's how they showed it yeah. to happen. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, it's, it's, this is why it's so hard for me to pick a favorite scene because that scene in Louisiana and then that scene with her, you know, remembering and like standing up. Um, and, yeah. and we talked about before when it comes to music, well, mm-hmm. when Alan, when you and I in the car talked before, when it came to music, that scene to open mm-hmm. is my favorite scene that has to do with the soundtrack, which I'm pretty sure we'll get yeah. into in a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, no, like it's it's just it's so hard to pick a scene from this movie because to me, like it's yeah the entire thing, yeah. like it's good, yeah. it's good, it's great. No, <laughs> the entire I, thing. I agree. Let's get into the soundtrack now because yeah. why not? Yeah, um, nineties <laughs> nineties is hell. I think that's very oh exciting. yeah yeah nineties oh, yeah. is hell and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love um, it. But yeah, the scene the scene that you're talking about when yeah. they br- bring in Nirvana, come as you are, like yeah. that was yeah. just nail on the head i I think you and my wife pointed out yeah like that's a great nirvana song to use because it's not overused like other nirvana songs it's not overused and the lyrics fit completely for what's going on because that is the first time in the movie that she's coming to anybody at that point knowing pretty much knowing who she is yeah that's the first time so i mean to me that is absolutely perfect but they never say captain marvel i don't care (laughs) I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too. Uh, I don't know if they ever call her that. Like Captain America makes sense because, like, that made sense in the thing. Um, right. But I guess I guess they'll call her Captain Danvers, and just she'll yeah. be the Captain Marvel character for us, like, in marketing. Yeah, I mean Samuel L. Jackson like almost said it where he was like, "Oh, you're Marvel," and he, she's like, "Marvel." That scene 
was a hey hey Mr. Postman. <laughs> Sam Jackson singing the Marvel ads was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my per- god, absolutely it was. Like it was the perfect way to end their story together. And like with yeah. her giving him the pager, um, which seemed a little bit forced, but I'm gonna allow it because she only gets one yeah. movie before Endgame that comes out in like five weeks. <laughs> right. Which, right. Hey, which is funny. <laughs> Which is funny because he sings, hey, hey, Mr. Postman, about mail and messages, yeah. and then she hands him a pager. Ah, look at what uh, you did there. <laughs> and, okay, so, That's um, a stretch, but I'll allow it. So, <laughs> right, one, so, okay, so, Devin, are you a fan of Nine Inch Nails or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan of them in so much as I've been shown or like given some of their songs and said listen to them and i didn't hate them i guarantee you i can't list any of their songs now i don't know who any of the members of the bands are that's perfectly fine i'm i there are a few things that are kind of 90 nostalgia that i am going that i really think are going to take off for at least the first couple uh, for maybe for about a month or two nine inch nails sales of online records and songs are going to go through the roof you think so yes and two, um, there's going to be a backlash against the band because then parents who didn't really know who Nine Inch Nails was is, is going to find uh, out what most of their songs are about and then say, no, you're not listening to this. Um, and uh, I just I really think that there's and two, I really think this might be a stretch, but I uh-huh. think the 90s grunge look might come back a little bit here. Oh, it. Really? Oh, did. Like, I know, but I'm just saying. I think it's well, going to take hold a little bit longer I than think, normally would. I'm just talking about in this house. Like we, like we, in between showings, we all changed to be wearing flannel. I know, but that's <laughs> the thing. But that's okay. Okay, so, okay, so for people listening, one, the first time we saw this movie, we all tried to. You know, it's '90s, and we're fans of this, so we all tried to do something. You know, f- to watch the movie in. So yeah. I took thought of that when I was getting dressed this morning and I wore jeans and I have a pair of Sambas from Adidas yeah. and I have a replica 1996 Ozzy Smith batting practice jersey. Wow. So I wore that because it's 90s, you know, it's the 90s. It go and, you know, whatever. But then after seeing the movie, and then we discussed about watching it again, I went home, still the same jeans, still the same shoes. Um, I have on a green flannel shirt, as Devin can see right now. But yeah. all of my band shirts are more modern. But except for one. One band shirt. And I'm like, you know, oh, no. I think this will work. It's more of an 80s band. You know, so somebody uh, might have worn it in 94, 95. Paul McCartney and the Wings. Ah, uh, well done. <laughs> Alan's shaking his head no, and that makes me sad. I went with a band. They, they weren't around in the 90s, but I'm just going to show you <laughs> they weren't around in the 90s so it doesn't count they weren't around, they're not around now they're not real um, <laughs> i couldn't find my star lord shirt so ah. but 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 i mean i'm serious though i'm talking about like real hardcore like grunge like i would not be surprised if it turns into a fad yeah like i'm talking about like having the flannel shirt that you don't wear that's in tathers that you just wear around your waist like that's i guarantee the soundtrack though like if they like even if they don't sell like the compilation soundtrack mm-hmm. for this, the playlist yeah. on Spotify is going to be like number one played. Oh, definitely. Because we oh, are going to listen to it. Like, and you've got great songs in there. You've got everything from uh, No Doubt to um, TLC. And 
Mm-hmm. Which I wanted to bring that up. The second time watching the movie, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Okay. They're playing that song while they're going to the Air Force base that uh yeah. what's the what's yeah. the what what's the uh Pegasus. Yeah. They're, Pegasus, they're going to yeah. Pegasus. The song Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, basically don't go chasing things that aren't you. You know, like don't be doing yeah. things that you shouldn't be doing. That's what she's doing. She's doing something she shouldn't be doing. She's not under the right impression of what of what kind of person uh, that she's turning into. The song fits for what she's going through. And this was a oh, 90s top 40 like pop yeah. song. And it fits for what's happening. They do the same thing in Homecoming. Like the song before uh, he picks up his date is like very nails on the head about what's uh, going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's subtle, but it's still like direct. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 they do a really good job with these soundtracks. They have for years. Like yeah. I'll always give Marvel credit for this because one of my fa- we talked to her a little bit earlier before the show about our favorite albums, and one of mine is will is to this day the Spider-Man Two soundtrack. Yeah, and that like that oh, wow. one just always hits a nerve for me. Like that one's like <laughs> top five albums of all yeah. time. That's that's see, like number three. See me, my favorite soundtrack. Well, was my favorite sound. My favorite soundtrack of all time for a movie was the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. <laughs> really. Yes. I, I've I've heard about the soundtrack. Um, we need to find an excuse to watch that Godzilla. If only there was a sequel coming out this year that we could talk about. No, what? but that's the wrong Godzilla. That's the wrong Godzilla. No, but we're gonna we're gonna tie it in. Like, okay, that's gonna, fine. That's, that's, that's fine. That's sense. fine. Devin, go yeah, on. Devin, go on Wiki and look up Godzilla soundtrack. You'll find the one okay. that Matthew Broderick was in, and you'll see the list of songs that were that was in this. I'm talking Green Day, Wallflowers. This what? album is amazing. Okay, I, got, I got it. I got it for you. All right. So the Wallflowers, Puff Daddy, and Jimmy Page. What? Uh, Raging Against the Machine, Ben Folds Five, um, Fuel, Fuel Fight, Foo Fighters, Green Day, Silver Chair, um, and then the score by David Arnold, and it, with a few others. Wow. That I'm not going to name because I don't know who they are. This. Like the the Godzilla soundtrack is as '90s as you can get. I think '97 or was it '96? '98. It was '98. Yeah, that is as late '90s music as you can get. Like that's alternative grunge '90s music. Now this soundtrack for Captain Marvel is now my favorite. I, I, I can see that. It's probably my top ten, fifteen soundtracks for movies um i still put guardians one and two above it see here's i'm with you here's, i'm with you here's, but okay so here's here's the thing and this is one of the uh-huh. biggest like separating points between alan and i when alan talks sure. about albums and music he listens to he listens to like big band orchestra like classical music type stuff but like movie scores i think you need to look up the definition of big band I, hey, know I, I, that, I know that I know I know that big band is typically like swing bands. Yeah. I know that. I'm just okay. saying because I don't know I don't know how it's else more, to say it. It's more classical genre. More classical yeah. genre yeah. music. Yeah. I I am more rock, grunge, punk. So when I talk sure. about music, I'm talking about like the like the actual like radio play, like you know, like uh, Green Day, Twenty One Pilots, Silver Chair, Pearl Jam, Marilyn Manson like type music like that's more me like the only time i really listen to like orchestra type stuff 
is when it's involved with something else like in a movie. Like I like I really think I only own maybe two or three albums where it's just orchestra type music. And I'm including the score of Zelda uh, in that. <laughs> I've, I've talked about this before on the show, and I'm going to like show how bad my problem is. Okay. I, I, I buy scores a lot. Like I, I buy, yeah. when it comes to movies, I buy three things. I buy the movies themselves on DVD or Blu-ray because I need mm-hmm. a physical copy. And if it has a digital copy, I'll redeem it because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I will buy screenplays of films that I by filmmakers and writers that I appreciate or want mm-hmm. to that I have an interest in reading and watching and mm-hmm. I will buy scores and soundtracks to anything case oh, in yeah. point I own the score not the soundtrack the score to Wild Wild West <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh I have so much respect for you now it was awesome. $2 at second and Charles I today I today alone like even today, I almost bought the score to Dogma. Like it was Worth there. I was it. like, I could have the trifecta. I could have the DVD. I could have this screenplay, and I could have the soundtrack. But I just am now realizing that I would have had that trifecta, and I'm it, it's eating me alive right now, to the point where I'm going to have to go back to Second and Charles this week and buy that CD. Ah, oh, um, good. So while we were talking about waterfalls. I yeah. had the thought of I'm going to go back and find every instance that a song that Weird Al has parodied has been used in a movie. Oh my God, absolutely. You Repla- should replace that song with the Weird Al parody and see how it changes <laughs> the scene. <laughs> because uh, that why would be not? Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we're so wait, coming- before we move on to sound from soundtrack, you guys okay. missed my favorite soundtrack <laughs> moment. Okay. Because, and, and I don't, I, I think this is just a me thing. But whenever he was typing on the computer and deleted the word like defenders and replaced Avengers and you heard the Avengers score in the background, I got the tingles. I got oh, him. God, I love that theme. The fact that they yeah. brought that theme back after Age of Ultron kind of used it, but not really, yeah. is my favorite thing that they've done score wise. The, the Marvel scores have always bugged me because from movie to movie, the score themes have always changed. Like Iron Man does not have one theme. Captain America has a little bit of one theme that they carry over into like the opening scene of winter soldier. Like, like that, that's it. Little fanfare. They play once in winter soldier and then you never hear it again. They kept the Avengers theme a little bit in age of Ultron. Like the da 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 is there, but they, it's Danny Elfman and not Alan Silvestri. So he, they didn't really use it. The only movie that has a consistent theme, uh, is guardians like they have that they have their theme because it's the same yeah. composer every other time they've changed com- composers um and i'll give thor ragnarok credit because they did bring back the thor theme from the first thor at the very oh, cool. end uh like the throne room s- s- score from like the first one when he's about to become king is the score when he becomes yeah. king of asgard uh, so, that's pretty neat but I think they're I think they're going to keep the same Spider Man theme because it's Giacchino again for Far From Home. So Good. I hope they do. That's it for my soundtrack nerdiness. <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderful. I loved it. So so this is so this is exactly what I was talking about, how like that that's Alan's taste in music when it comes to like albums and this and that. Me it's like, oh cool, Pearl Jam's in this one. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's pretty much how I am when it comes to uh, <laughs> to movies and music. So I mean, it's 
I don't I just like I mean to me life to me is one giant soundtrack like you can make playlist after playlist depending on you know it's like the the playlist that I make to listen to going to work and you know like to listen to while I work is going to be different than it is than now in three months because I'll be a different person in three months because you grow and that's why I love when movies do this because it sets those characters for that time period and that's what the type of music they were listening to. And the fact yeah. that, you know, it's come as you are is like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Because to me, that song's timeless. See, I have, I have a playlist that where if I want to get pumped up for something, I'll just put on this playlist. It's all the themes from the Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> so if I just want to be like kicking ass at work, I'll just put that on and just put that on. Start Makes punching, everything feel so much more epic. Start punching people and screaming in their faces. Um, so one reference that i wanted to talk about possibly that might be a reference i'm entirely sure okay um the cars so i know i talked about the impala that nick fury was driving going to uh the pegasus base Mm -hmm. um i'm not going to get into that just because it uh, that was more of kind of like a geek car guy thing but what i liked was the black cars that the shield agents were driving, I believe were the same Fords that they used in the first men in black movie. Remember when Will Smith goes and we have a Ford POS and it's, you Uh, know, you know, it's like, don't touch the little red button and the thing turns into a rocket ship. The, that black boxy Ford that they had in men in black, I think is the same model and year as the ones that the agents were driving um, in this one at the beginning. I don't know if that's a callback to another 90s movie or what, but... I I think it was just standard issue. Well, true. But, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, it's like everywhere I turned in this movie, like, it was like everything screamed 90s to the point where almost every shot of this film when she's in Los Angeles could be a callback to another film. I mean, one thing that I noticed was the train fight scene. Like, I was getting speed vibes from that a lot. Ah, see, I've never seen speed. What? Speed. Yeah. Well, Sorry. I'm not... we'll just skip speed and move right on to speed two cruise control for you. No. Nope. That's terrible. No. Oh, speed, speed's going on the list. Speed. As a fan, as a fan of the movie Speed, we're not watching the second one. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely no. have to put Speed on the <laughs> list never. if you've never seen it. Especially if yeah. you live in LA. Like, oh man. Do you use the bus to commute in LA? <laughs> What's up? Do you use the bus in LA at all? Do or? I? All the time. Yeah. Oh, then we definitely need to watch Oh, we it. have to. Oh, man. Make sure the driver <laughs> doesn't fall under 55 miles an hour. <laughs> There's a bus. Like, the thing is, I get the premise, but like the most speed of any speed movie I've ever seen was Family Guy's Speed 3 with the iceberg. That was it. I, I haven't even seen that. I'm so happy I haven't. <laughs> oh, man. Remember when Family Guy was good? Yeah, you mean right the first three happened. seasons? Hmm? You, you mean the first three seasons? I, I mean the first. It was good after se- that a little the bit. First three seasons when it came back was was solid. The first three seasons. As somebody who watched it in high school, yeah, and kind of like watched it as it progressed, like through college, yeah, it got to a point where it deserved South Park's like jokes. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I mean, there are still solid bits from that show that I appreciate, like Conway Twitty. 
but it's just gotten <laughs> so far off the rails. I'm sure there are still good bits, but I just I can't watch it anymore. Like if there's nothing else on, maybe, but I'm not gonna seek it out. Like I'll still seek out The Simpsons nowadays. Yeah, like just because they they do have good episodes every now and then. Like yeah. they did an episode last year where it was just a straight up '70s cop parody with Bill Hader, yes. and I don't oh. know why they did it, but he was playing <laughs> like Brannigan, or something like that. Good. Um, but yeah, like anyway, back to Captain Marvel. Yeah, back um, to Captain Marvel. What else do we want to say? I'm looking through trivia to see if there's anything that jumps out on, at me. I had um, I had a fun time afterwards now tracing, and and we were almost going to bring this up but tracing the path of where the hell the Tesseract's been during all these different time periods. Yes, that's where we could have diverged a little bit. I'm yeah. confused because it was, there's got to be a story in there of how she got the Tesseract from S.H.I.E.L.D. because yep. S.H.I.E.L.D. had it. Um, so as far as I can remember, at the end of Captain America, the Tesseract yeah. falls into the ocean, Howard Stark yep. finds it, and mm-hmm. then... The next time we see it is in the Thor post credit scene where Shield has it again. Oh yeah, so that's right. It's implied that Shield has had it for sixty years. But yeah. Evidently, they lost it at some point, which mm-hmm. makes more sense as to why they were starting to develop the technology to use it as weapons in the Avengers instead of like yeah. waiting. Like they could have been doing that in the eighties. Okay. So. Okay. So. It falls into the ocean at the end of Captain America. Yes. Stark finds it. Stark's father or Stark? Or Howard how, Stark. Stark's father. Stark's father finds it. It falls into S.H.I.E.L.D.'s hands. Oh, no. He founded S.H.I.E.L.D., so he gives it to S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, so... He is S.H.I.E.L.D. He is yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. So S.H.I.E.L.D. gets yeah. it. And this uh, uh, Marvell um, gets her hands on it. Because she's running Pegasus, and I'm, mm-hmm. I, to be perfectly honest, that base would seem yeah. like a good place to put it. Right. Yeah. I Just will, saying. Yeah. And so I, I'm sure that, like, Shield has access to Pegasus because they let Fury in. Yeah. So I'm sure right. that there's there's a story there. I want it. I don't know how we'll ever see that story. It's probably yeah. going to be a tie-in comic, or it already is. I don't know what the pre the prequels were. Right. Uh, pre- preludes. Um. But yeah, there's definitely an interesting story there. How do you guys feel about the Tesseract coming back into this story? I thought it was cool. I think it's interesting that her powers are from it or like from something that was from it. I don't. Mm. I mean, didn't she develop the engine for the thing or for like that, like hyperspace aircraft? Like the the aircraft that she ended up crashing was made because she had access to the Tesseract. I think And then so. the engine itself is what got her. I, I think that's. It was the energy core from the engine. Which was, yeah, but was the energy Based, core made from the Tesseract? Made from it the was tesseract. made from the Tesseract. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of thought the same thing. The fact that you brought that up makes me feel a little bit better because I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> oh, I was like one to one. I was like, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, she's a friggin' human Tesseract. What I I think is great about it is if you watch these movies chronologically, Mm -hmm. um, the Tesseract showing up in this makes so much sense because the Tesseract's huge in phase one. Yeah. With Captain, like, if you watch Captain America and then move into Captain Marvel, like, Mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense that the Tesseract would be there. 
So it would go in chronological order. It would go Captain America first, first Avenger. Yes. And then yeah. you would watch Captain Marvel. Yes. Unless you want to count the TV shows. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you've got <laughs> Kevin Feige doesn't. So why should we? Okay. So you've got <laughs> Captain America, First Avenger, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and then what? First Iron Man. Yeah. And then Iron Man two or Thor. Iron Man two and Thor. Iron mm-hmm. Man two takes place just before Thor. Okay. So Iron Man two and then Thor. Yeah. And you then mean, what's after Thor? Um, Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk and Thor line up at the same. Like you, you can okay. watch those. You can watch Iron Man two and Incredible Hulk in any order, and it makes sense. I think. Okay. Actually, no. Iron Man two, then Incredible Hulk, then Thor. Yeah. Okay. And this is the Incredible Hulk with. Um, Edward Norton. Okay, I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Okay, so that's how. Okay, I actually like that order better than the order of release. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things where like. It's kind of like it's kind of like Star Wars. Like, which order do you watch Star Wars in? There's a lot of different ways on the best right. way to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think that watching this one so early on in the in the story, like with the if you stop in the in the credits, like if you don't watch the post credit scenes, yeah, it, this one makes sense. Like, it makes sense that she's gone for all of this. So if you watch the movies mm-hmm. like normal people, but yes, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, this is also. A great prelude to Endgame. Yeah, because uh-huh. it introduces this new character. If you watch, like, if you watch Captain America and then this, then you have nineteen, twenty other movies in between where you're like, well, where's the girl who can like blast stuff with her hands and right. fly? Right, like, and and Ramona asked that. She's like, "Why the hell didn't Nick Fury call her when aliens were coming from the sky in New York City?" Because he didn't like, have to. He had people. He had the Avengers. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also wish. Um, like I, I really just wish that the very end, the last scene with Coulson and Fury, that um, Coulson would just be like, "Well, if you want to look for people, whatever happened? Like, did we ever actually find Captain America's body?" Because I would have been cool. (laughs) Just tie it into his whole fanboyness of Captain America. Oh, I would have loved that. I I am going to say, I'm going to make a bold statement and I'm going to stand behind it for the time being. Let's do it. I think Captain Marvel is the best prequel I have ever seen. Oh, shit. I'm thinking about it. The only thing that I can maybe fight you on like I can maybe concede to is um Rogue One keep in mind I have not seen The Godfather 2 but I'm not counting that as a prequel because that's also a sequel yeah this is preschool preschool (laughs) I'm trying to think of other prequels I've seen Brian, any thoughts? I'm good. I mean, <laughs> really? to be honest, like you're still right with it. I it, it's one of those things where, to me, like best prequel, like because it's still such kind of a new thing. When you talk about movie history, and like American movie history, the whole idea of a prequel being like a mainstream thing is still relatively new. 
So to me, like trying to say that it's the best one ever. I mean, for you, that'd be great. You know, if if you want to see it that way to me, Rogue One and Captain America, because it's in, on two different like bases, pretty much to me, it's I like both of them. I, I, I think what I'm getting at is when you like the MCU is so big and has such a universe built around it that for the for to go back into the past and succeed to this universe that all the fans know and love it it could be very easy to mess that up and put a racist like i don't know tall alien with buggy eyes that speaks in like urbanics like it'd be really easy to do that and just mess it up and piss everyone off but the fact that they are able to not do that is fantastic like do you get what i'm getting at they does, didn't charge her this shit, yeah. and I'm happy they didn't do that. Does <laughs> yeah? I mean, does it, Captain Marvel have K two S O? No. Rogue it One. Has there you goose. go. It has goose. <laughs> so you don't think that this was better than X Men First Class? Oh. See, I don't count that though. See, okay, so I, I, I just I, I, I admittedly I, did some googling. Just okay, now. I will count X Men First Class as a prequel. I will not count any of the other McAvoy Fassbender X Men as prequels, because okay, after sure. that, that's the only one where the continuity lines up completely. After Days of Future's right. Past, everything is different and it does not count. See, that's okay. my thing. Yeah, because yeah. it changes the timeline. Yeah, First Class does sure. not. Um, First class. See, to me, I I still call I still put first class in that whole change in the timeline thing because yeah. first class is the first one to the one where they change the timeline. So yeah. the timeline changes in that storyline. No, it changes when the when Wolverine time travels. True. The next one, but it's set up. That's the thing. Like you've got first class, and yes, that happened in prior yeah. to the first X Men that came out in like two thousand three, two thousand two, two thousand. Um, but the reason why they're going back is to set up Days of Future's Past. So to me, that just that's why I don't count that as a prequel I, to the first X Men film. That's why they did it. Um, I think they did it because they wrote themselves into a corner, saying that. Oh, this is X Men: The Last Stand, and we're gonna cure all the mutants of their mutant abilities and ruin the fir- the Dark Phoenix storyline. And oh, we need to start from scratch. Let's do a time period thing. I think if you look at that movie as in a, in a line, the the center point where the prequels in the original series line up is First Class, and then it diverges, like. So you'll count that one though, I'll, just I'll, I, and only that one. I will only count that one as a prequel. I will not count the other one. It's like the, the and common ancestor. It's like Back to the Future. There are two 1985s. Yeah. There's yeah. the one where Marty has his pickup truck and go, gets <laughs> to go to the lake, and there's the other one where Donald Trump has the casino downtown. Build out. <laughs> yes. True, but. It diverges. So it's still one story, true, but, f- but it diverges. True, but Back to the Future and First Class don't happen in the same universe. I know. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> Do you hear what but I'm I get, saying? I get, what you're, I get okay. what you're saying. I'm I hear what he's saying that. too. I'm just paying him back I, for all the jokes if today. I had, if I had a if I had a chalkboard, I have okay. one so, more thing that I wanted to bring up as a possible prequel. I don't understand what this means, but it was on the list of top ten best prequels. Somebody put Mallrats. I don't know what that means. I don't know why it was on the list. Uh, I don't think that takes place between before Clerks, but it might. I mean, are they calling it like a sequel for your prequel to Clerks 2 or something? Like It's a prequel. It might be a prequel to Clerks now that I think about it. Because it is... I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But... Yeah, but, but okay. So if it is, would that change your opinion about best prequel? No, no, okay. I don't, because I don't consider that a prequel. I would consider that Mallrats. Well, and and I'm just trying to find things to poke holes because I agree with you, but me saying yes isn't as interesting. I but mean, like, it's, it's they, definitely they better... did enough fan service in it, and enough they got enough of it right that yes, I think that it exactly. works best. Whereas, like Phantom Menace, and fan, like you compare it to like Phantom Menace, it doesn't like right. Phantom Menace has the fan service, but it doesn't deliver. This has right. the fan service, but it delivers, and it's not too much fan service. Where right, like there's not going to be Greedo and a deleted scene for this for no reason at all. <laughs> right, um, or like it doesn't take something that you already know about the universe and change your understanding of it. Yeah, like it's it like, did with like the Force and Midichlorians or whatever. It's like, like here's a story. It didn't you, try to do that. Here, it's like what Rogue One does, which is here's a story that you kind of know but don't. Like, yeah, Nick Fury loses his eye. Here's how that happens, but we're not just dedicating this whole movie to that. Right. And I, I think that's the whole reason I didn't really like Solo as much. Is it's like, oh, here's the Kessel Run that you have heard about but never seen. Like, yeah. It's just this whole movie built around showing you that. This movie is built around, we're going to introduce this character that was around at one point and is still around, but this is her story that I, we think is cool and you should know. And she's going to play a big part later on. But here's, yeah. here's a story. We're going to step back a little bit and take a little breather after the dusting and yeah yeah does that make sense yeah okay <laughs> first class still isn't a pre first oh. <laughs> first class isn't a prequel i'm screwing up i'm tired okay, okay. okay. we watched movie twice we it's past even, midnight we haven't even talked about the trailers yet yeah i know <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> um we'll save that for the for our pre we, we have our summer preview coming up so we can yeah. just do that then oh yeah yeah. Um, any other final thoughts on Captain Marvel? I'm trying to come up with something clever. Do we want to see a Captain Marvel pre or sequel? Oh really damn, think... that's a good question. I, 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 Endgame. Endgame's the sequel. I'm talking about after Endgame. Like do we want to see a standalone film, or do you just want her to take over, being in charge of the Avengers? Have her be in charge of the Avengers. But at the same time, she may just get up and leave again because her thing that she's trying to do may not be over yet. I, I mean, if I, she's hopping between galaxies, for crying out loud. What I can see happening is she's in Endgame, they do everything, and then she mm -hmm. goes off to fight the Kree. Okay. Because yeah. she she delivers that threat to Dumbledore. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so that could happen. Because they don't mention the, the Kree scroll, scroll war at all in... Um, guardians true oh they, because they didn't have no, rights they, to, they didn't have rights to the scrolls then but now they do. one thing i wanted to bring up that we never got a uh, that, 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 that we never touched on 
Um, yeah. And this is going to get kind of technical, mm-hmm. so okay. kind of flow with me here. The fact that it's 90s, okay? I love the costuming in this movie. Okay. I really think that the person who did the costuming for this film should at least get nominated for that. For the Oscars? Yeah. Yes, for the Oscars. Well, I mean, Black Panther won it this year, so... So, I mean, at least a nomination. Yeah. Because of uh, the suits, uh, getting the clothing right of all the extras, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is that there's one scene in the movie that I love that they did. And again, I'm, I'm not a big comic book person. I'm not a big, you know, cartoon person anymore when it, when it comes to this stuff, but I know enough that I've seen like screenshots and stills of pages. And I go to enough places where they sell comic books that I've seen the covers when they were going through the colors for her suit, they touched on every color combination that captain Marvel's had. Oh really? They they hit a lot of them. Yeah, yeah they hit a lot of wow. them because uh, the first time I saw it, and it did like the the red and gold or the red and silver. She had a red and yeah. silver costume in one of the comics and one of her like versions of herself. And then they did they did one more, two more, and then and then they did the one that I think was like the late '90s, early millennium when they really sexed up like the female superheroes in comic books. She wore a black and gold one piece bathing suit yeah. pretty much they had like a lightning bolt on it but it was black and oh, wow. gold and they had the black and gold in her suit and then for a joke they did the neon like outline oh, yeah. on, the, on the suit yeah. yeah yeah she had a costume that looked like that on one cover that i remember seeing at a comic book store a few years hmm. ago so i'm like they touched on they touched when they did that. They that was basically like a homage to like I, all of the different color combinations she's had. I can see this maybe getting nominated for her costumes and the '90s stuff. Yeah, I don't see it winning because I saw the trailer for Rocket Man twice t- oh, today. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 so, no. Oh yeah, yeah no, like saying, <laughs> and that's why he said nomination. Yeah. It's not going to win because there's going to be other movies that are going to be better than this one. Because, I mean, seriously, all they would need to do is go back to like uh, a Calvin Klein catalog from 94 to put these outfits together. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if it it's on the level of Black Panther to get nominated, but we'll see. Like, um, I definitely think the costume her costume in this looks a lot better than Shazam's costume does. Oh, absolutely, it does. And and honestly, it looks a lot better than I thought it did because yeah. I don't know how much stuff they do in post, but there are some times that you'll see pictures from sets of people in costumes, and you're like, "Really? Like that's hanging on them? It doesn't look good at all." And then you see it in the film, and it's like, "Oh, that fits." I, I think like the, I think I know what p- picture you're talking about, like the picture of her in the green costume where it just kind of is loose and hanging on her. Yeah, like yeah. I think that's just between takes, and she's just in a pose that isn't flattering for that costume. Oh. But like, I've seen it in other, yeah. like like for, for other movies too. Like yeah. the costumes, like just they don't look right. No, if you you got to shoot yeah. them right for them You'll, to look good. Yeah, so. I know, true, but still. Um, I had a thought. What was it? Oh, my I favorite one too. My favorite costume bit was when Talos, the the scroll, shows mm. up at the house and he's like full scroll. But he still has the suit jacket on. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I just love that little touch. That was and, good. Then, and then later on, he's like, I, "I could be your boss again." I loved his deep blue eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like just, <laughs> just complimenting himself. Like I just loved that. Um, Devin, what was your thought? 
forget what it is. Just ignore me. I, 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 it flew right out of my head. Oh, yeah. I really liked how how they did that. I'm all mad about character it. because it showed. I mean, it it gave him a human touch. Mm-hmm. Like it was completely different yeah. from like the krill of you know like being like yeah you know, like don't let your emotions distract you you know anger only helps yeah. your enemy you know humor will only di- only distract you and then here's the supposed bad guy making jokes and yeah. yeah you know being you know like like you're supposed to be my science guy what's mm-hmm. what's up with you and the science guy just kind of like shrugs his shoulders and like yeah. And Nick Fury yeah. is just like science <laughs> guy. guy. I'm gonna dig speaking a of, out of the yeah. Speaking of that scene, they didn't make the bodies, and I was really proud of them for this because I feel like they could have made the whole body changing and like, oh, you look like this person now. They could have made the plot so much more needlessly complex with that mechanic in play, and they really only did it once, and that's I, okay. I think a lot of people expected them to. Like everyone on the internet yeah. is like what does this mean for the MCU as a whole? Who's been a scroll yeah. this whole time? Like, is yeah. Hawkeye a scroll? Like, that was the big one I saw. Like, oh, really? Yeah, th- that was the theory that he he's been a scroll this whole time, and then we actually get to meet the real Hawkeye in Endgame, and he's the Ronin huh. version of him. Interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about. It. I, I hope they don't do that. I can see them doing Secret Invasion down the line. Because in the world where you don't have the Infinity Stones anymore, you have to do something. Right. Um, and if you're going to bring in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, like I can see Phase 5 or 6 doing Secret Invasion. Or, or sure. maybe Maybe that's even the Captain Marvel sequel. Like, she rescued right. this group of scrolls, but maybe there's another group that's going to try that has infiltrated Earth and we just didn't know it. Right. I mean, because I mean, that would also make sense. Like, let's say ninety-eight percent of all of all of the scrolls are exactly like the ones that she helped rescue off Earth. Yeah. Then you've got that two percent that have been radicalized because of what's been happening to them. Yeah. Like you get with a lot of war-torn, you know, communities that you're going to have a small part of the population. It's like, no, they're going to pay for doing this to us. I, I I do think that part of the big plan for the MCU's future is to go cosmic and get off of Earth as much as possible. You really think so? I think so because Guardians was such a hit. This is seems like it's a hit. I I can see them doing one a one a year of just cosmic stuff, especially when you have Galactus and Silver Surfer coming back into the mix. Why not? Yeah, are they actually Um, coming back? Well, they're part of the Fox Disney deal because Fox owns the rights to Silver Surfer. Um, So when Disney buys out Fox, they will have the rights to them. Well, and according to the Disney CEO, they're going to waste no time bringing that stuff in because I think he said something along the lines of we have these toys now. We're going to use them and we're not <laughs> going to wait. So I, yeah. would, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, like under table deal under the table deals are being done of, hey, hypothetically, if you wrote this script for this movie about this guy on a surfboard in space. <laughs> what would it be, and can you have it ready by June? <laughs> and how much Howard the Duck is in it? Get Kevin Smith. Oh, because weren't I, they like friends, Silver Surfer and Howard the Duck? I think so. I, I really hope yeah, they get Seth Green to voice Howard the Duck. I yep. don't even care if it doesn't tie into the MCU. Just get him to play Howard the Duck, and I'll be happy. Okay, I'm right. not going to oh, be happy unless it's the ha- uh, Howard the Duck costume from the movie. It's, it's an animated show, oh, so it won't be. 
then I'm not interested. I mean, maybe maybe in the cartoon, <laughs> maybe in the maybe in the cartoon, there'll be like a a comic of that. Like they'll they'll t- they have to tie that in somehow. Um, they, they they Kevin Smith will make a reference to that in some oh, way, yeah. shape, or form. It's Kevin Smith. The, when Kevin Smith was working on this project, he was hinting at this big project he's been working on, but he couldn't say yeah. what it was for the longest time. But he kept uh-huh. like dropping hints about, I'm working on this thing, and it's so weird to get notes from the studio that I actually want to listen to. Because they're like, <laughs> can we make this more like a Kevin Smith thing? Like, Can you just be more, put more you in it? He's like, nobody ever wants that. Why would... Uh, <laughs> yes, I can do that. Like, I try to tone it oh, back like a little that. bit, but... See, the thing is with me, I'm f- like, if it's Howard the Duck, that was a post credit scene in one of the Guardians movies, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Where it they was. showed it. If it's that Howard the Duck, like the way that they had him, I'd be okay with that yeah. because that's cool. Yeah. But to me, being born in 1985, being 10 years old by 95, that Howard the Duck is my Howard the Duck, the live action <laughs> puppet. I I just hope that they can get Leah Thompson into do a voice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because. so I'm sorry. One more thing about Captain. See, there's another reason why I love this movie. Okay. I can't stop talking about right. it. Okay. Real it, quick, because we got to wrap this up. It is my last thing, I promise. The daughter of Rambo, which to me is a reference oh, yeah. to the 90s Rambo movies. Um, well, was Rambo in the 90s? That was, was 80s. 80s, 80s, but still, the fact that her no last name's Rambo to me was cool. made sense. And anyway, um, her daughter in this, I believe, is supposed to be like nine or ten years old. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can we confirm the actual year that this movie is set in? Was it ninety four or ninety five? Uh, I want to say it's ninety five. Let me double check. Scrolling. Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Ninety five. Okay. We, you say that girl's like nine, ten years old in this movie. The character, yeah. okay, that's how old I was when Aww. this movie was taking place. She's ten, I was ten. Hmm. So I'm just saying, like, that's another connection <laughs> so that I cute. have. Like that daughter being ten years old, and like the way that she's acting and everything, and like the way that, like, I had. Okay, so I was obsessed with, um. Uh, Aqua Quest. Do you guys remember that show? You've shown me that. No, the, I don't. The, the intro to this. It's yeah. the one with uh, Roy Schneider, right? Yeah, the one from, yeah. 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 So Aqua Quest was a TV show that was on in the 90s that was part of this big sci fi boom. Think of Star Trek, but in the ocean. Ah, that's pretty cool. Okay. So Nifty. back in the 90s, I had like a NASA one piece like nylon like jumpsuit thing that looked like a flight suit but it was made for like a 10 year old or yeah. like no 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 not a 10 year old it was this this was in like 9 1990 1991 so i was yeah. like 5 and 6 so like i had like a flight suit that looked like a pilot suit but i thought i was like oh i'm a you know i'm a i'm a cadet on aqua quest and, aqua quest oh and then yeah i had a legit flight jacket that had patches Damn. all over it. So like, and then she pulls out the flight jacket. It's like, mom doesn't let me wear it anymore because I spilled ketchup on it. I wasn't allowed yeah. to wear that leather jacket that I had when I was younger because I, I'm, I'm a messy eater. And I still am a messy eater. Not as much as a messy <laughs> eater as used to be, but still. So, so like, you are me, that character. I, it, it, 
was cool, you know, to see yeah. a character in a movie that was set in 95 to be the same age that I was at that point. It was cool to see. Okay. Oh, absolutely I, it is. While we're on the topic of Monica Rambo, I'm uh-huh. going to call something now. Okay. Um, it, I don't have any confirmation of this, but I have a theory. Okay. We're going to see her again in five weeks. Grown up in Endgame. Same. Really? Yeah. Really? And I'm using a little bit of knowledge of what I'm reading on Wikipedia right now. She's also okay. Captain Marvel in the comic books. Like, she's a Captain Marvel. So Is she really? I can see her being a sidekick. Like, and they alluded to it so much, like, until you can glow, like, she's going to, like, there's going to be a scene. We have not seen the last of her. I guarantee that as soon as Carol comes back to Earth, there's a scene where she goes to Louisiana to find her. Oh, I'm sure. Finds out her mom's dusted, but she's alive. Do you think that's why they did them so close so you remember who that character is better? No. No? Okay. No, I don't think that's why. I think, I think they did it because... If Captain Marvel is the Superman of the MCU, they wanted to hold that card back as mu- as long as possible. Yeah. Before they played it, and I think they played it well. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of my la- final thought, is yeah. there, there's a one shot at the very end of the film, right before she takes off in the space, um, uh-huh. that reminded me so much of this Christopher Reeve Superman movie, where she's just floating there in space, looking down at the Earth, and then she oh, flies off yeah. and, like. Like I, I know there's been a lot of Captain Marvel Superman comparisons power wise and strength yeah. wise, but that was such a subtle ode to such a classic visual and superhero film that I was like, that's that's such a great nod and not super direct. It's not like she looked at the camera. It's just in, right. the, the, even it just alludes to a line in the film where she says, "I I love the view from up there." Like yeah, it, it was such a great payoff to. A great way to end the film. So, Ryan, oh, final thoughts? Anything else? Or you good? This is going to turn into probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Like, this is definitely in my top 15 of just overall favorite movies. Are you going like, to go again? You're going to take your wife? Oh, see Kurt, Kurt, Kristen is watching this. And if I have a day off again where I'm not <laughs> doing anything, that's not tomorrow because I have off tomorrow. I'm not going to go receive this tomorrow. Yeah. Because I feel like if I see this too too much and too short of a time, it's going to kill it for me. Yeah. But Agreed. If let's say in like three weeks I have a day off, she's at work, I'm gonna go see this again, like I, flat yeah. out. I honestly think that this will still be in theaters when Endgame comes out. So I'll probably take yeah. off that Thursday, go see Captain Marvel in the morning, and then go see Endgame. Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. Because I mean, it's just in it, it for me personally. The soundtrack is out of this world. The acting. Is I mean, granted, it's a superhero movie, but the acting is great. The uh, the twists are again, um, like there, there's to me, there's nothing wrong about this movie. Yeah, even its weak yeah. points are strengths. Yeah, there's yeah. no other. There's nothing more I can say about yeah, it. Like, yeah, I, I was gonna say something, but I'm not going there. No. Um, <laughs> I, no, I mean, no, nothing against you, nothing against what you just said. I was yeah. gonna make a point, but I don't want to. I don't want to piss people off, including myself. Got it. I, I don't. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna compare it to another film, but it's. It's not fair to compare. It's not com- fair to compare apples and oranges. Um, yeah. 
Disney and Fox. Oh wait, now D- I'm gonna, DC I'll ask Marvel you later on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I will say I will say this. Just to get to the point I was going to make, but I'll make it nicely. I'm glad this one didn't have a giant beam of light going uh-huh. into the sky and that they have to stop. That, that, I'm glad that's <laughs> not how this movie ended, unlike other films Good. that I've seen. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Um, Max Room, any final yeah. thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, honestly, like main character or anything about her, I knew that she was kind of the superman of the perfect way to go into it okay i made the max headroom joke and then you spazzed out like max headroom there so we got you're, none of that can you say have to re-say it <laughs> no you've got to re i'm not even cutting that out i'm leaving that in <laughs> yes. i am literally adding music you really to should though i'm leaving the music like leaving this all uncut so if there's been any issues with it like my microphone going fuzzy i'm sorry uh, I think it oh, sounds okay. good now. So I'm not apologizing to you. I'm yeah. apologizing to people who listen to this. And if you made oh, it no, to... I'm speaking on behalf of the people listening. If you listen to... I mean, if you gotten this far to two hours and 12 minutes... Let us know. Like, message us on Facebook. We'll, we'll buy you a Coke or something. Yeah. Like, those new... Seriously, good job. Yeah, like, thank you. Um, We're impressed. Yes. I don't even... <laughs> I'm not even going to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> But, okay, so what were your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, I went into this movie not knowing anything about Captain Marvel, um, really at all. I kind of got a sense of who she was a little bit, but not really, and I thought that was the perfect way to see it. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the the less you know going into the movie, I think the better the payoffs become. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's str- true for a lot of the Marvel movies. Like, the only ones I, I, think really, you're right. I really knew the origins going into was guardians because i had started reading the issues of guardians that they were putting out before the movie came out so like my senior year of college they had they had a run of guardians where they gave you peter quill's backstory and that's still one of my favorite comics of all time um but like so i got to know his backstory and that's the only time i've gone in like no like having read the comic book knowing the backstory because everyone knows yeah. batman's and spider-man's and superman's backstories right but that was the first time i went in knowing it so that helped a little bit but like this one i didn't know anything dr strange i didn't know much black panther yeah. i don't know much so it really helps not going in and just yeah. taking it at face value not having any expectations and really pays off i'm actually kind of disappointed that the what what i thought was an easter egg in uh dr strange wasn't her what do you think was an Easter? Oh, the uh, this is the, a twenty-one-year-old girl that got struck by lightning, and then that's when he crashes his car. Oh yeah! For the longest time, I thought I that was that. the Easter egg for Captain Marvel. I really did because that's one of her origin stories is yeah. that she gets struck by lightning. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I wonder who else that could have been. Who knows who that could have been? It Storm. might have been nobody. Or it might have been Storm. Maybe they were planning, or maybe they thought they would have the X-Men by now. I mean, if they retconned the little kid in Iron Man 2 to be Peter Parker, they can retcon that to be anyone, too. Yeah. So. But. Because it seems so out of place with all all the other people. I mean, at at the same time, though, they can just put red herrings in there to, for Easter eggs. True. Like they might know something. Like they, yeah. They might be pulling a really obscure reference to somebody that we don't know about. Yeah. So, right. Who knows? But 
All right. So I think that's it for Captain Marvel. Yeah. What do we got? Want to yeah. do next? Do we want to do Mallrats next? Mallrats. Mallrats. We, we're gonna go with Kevin Smith again. We'll we'll do it. I, I feel like we kind of have to just because of the way that it worked out in this. So we'll do we'll do Mallrats next, but then we're gonna take a break from Kevin Smith because we're not yeah. gonna make this Kevin Smith month. Um, I think I know <laughs> what we're gonna do after Mallrats. So because I I got one I've never seen. So oh good. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Tune in next week or later this week. I don't know. We'll figure this out. Um, yeah. Tune in for Mallrats. Go watch Mallrats if you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while. Why not? Um, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm um, Brian. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you soon.